Even stranger acquaintances. Tonight's way, episode is brought to you by improvisation. When you don't have time to plan, <laughs> don't. Yes. Hey, Internet. My name is Todd. Uh, we're going to be playing some Dungeons & Dragons today. Uh, this is an ongoing campaign. I think it's episode 16? I think it's episode 16. So uh, we're going to be playing with some wonderful people. Let's jump over and go meet them. Hello, wonderful peoples. How are you today? Hello. All right. Hello. <laughs> Apparently, it's going to be an all mime game. As <laughs> people are like, for the podcast listeners, we are currently miming a wall in front of us. Okay, that's just me, actually. I'm going to stop now. Um, anyway, we. Uh, wow, I'm tired. It's been a week. But uh, let's dive in and let's uh, wrap up a game, shall we? Uh, so th this is actually news to the players. I didn't uh, didn't prepare you at all for any of this. So my apologies. Um, we are go? going to actually jump out of Tesverel. Oh no! Back. Oh, we're coming back oh. to Tesverel. We're coming back to Tesverel. But tonight, I think we're going to dive back to the mountainous island. Of the spines, and discover oh, gone. I gotta switch characters. <laughs> what is going on? I know I sprung that on them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Oh man, <laughs> you all look so shocked. I also remember. Well, we were right in the middle of a combat. I was like, I know. Yeah, let's oh. <laughs> let's murder someone. Yeah, oh, you'll get the chance. Maybe. Actually, I'm really curious to see where this goes because there's it could go to a couple of places. Um. So we'll, we will see what ends up happening tonight. Uh, we are, I thought I would try to wrap up the stuff on the island, ideally. Uh, I think we have three games left for Dungeons & Dragons before we go on a hiatus as I go on some travels. So tonight, next week, and then the 29th uh, is going to be the end. Hell or high water. I mean, that's when the asteroid hits. 29th, yeah. Yeah. And then we've got Shadowrun as well going on, on Thursdays. So be sure to yeah. tune in for that. There's only two Shadowruns left. Ooh, two Shadowruns. Because we won't, we won't run yeah. on the 30th. Right. I will be on the plane on the 30th. <laughs> You're not going to run from the... Yeah, I... They got Wi-Fi on the plane, man. <laughs> they do. <laughs> it's shit, but they have it. I think Steve and I both... We're like running it off my phone. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, I still don't know if I'll be here, though, on the last game, which is the 23rd, because I'm very excited. Um, if I can talk, it'll just depend, because Mel's coming to visit. She gets hey. in about dinner time that night. Awesome. Um, and she really had plans that we were just going to get drunk. <laughs> Good plans. It's been like three years since we've been able to get drunk together. Oh, boy. So, you know, we get some time to make up for. Well, yeah. Although, um, just be aware. I don't know. I'll speak for myself here, but my kidneys are three years older than they used to be. And hangovers um, suck donkey. That's what hangovers mm -hmm. do now. It's like a week it's long true. affair. It's true. But, you know. So I, you're saying when 
So you're saying when you come out here, I should have lots to drink? I'm supposed to be functional. You should just give him some coarse light instead. He'll oh, be fine. Oh, I'll buy you some American beer. Right through the heart, oh. Carl. Ah, that hurts. I I Dang started that. drinking scotch for you. <laughs> like this that, is how you repay me. It's like that classic line, right? You know, I'll, like, I'll buy you some. I'll buy you some booze. that's like making love in a canoe. That's fucking close to water. It is true. All right. Uh, what was I going to say? Okay, so tonight we're going to be. Uh, I look forward to that, by the way, Steve. The um, the drinking, not the fucking in a canoe. Yeah, I mean, canoe. <laughs> okay. Ask spell anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, if everybody's ready, we're going to dive back into our game. Uh, it, it, we are on the island, desperately trying to uh, give a message to a dragon. What could possibly go wrong? Nothing, right? All right, so we'll come right back with a recap and an intro, re-intro to the characters. And with that, let's go. Yeah. I know. I was really hoping Tuag would be able to play tonight. I'm I'm sorry. You're all. It was it was good. It's great combat and like all the boom boom boom. I was thinking about that, but don't worry. We will come back to that. But I want to resolve I, this first. Yeah. Todd so, has definitely watched Lower Decks. That's what I was thinking last time. I've actually only seen a little bit, but um, we're going to jump back and forth for just for tonight. Maybe this might be the last time. All right, so um, let's set the scene. You are in a swampy um, kind of forested region on the eastern side, I believe eastern side of the island. You have been sent here to retrieve the pearl from uh, what turned out to be a white dragon. And uh, she caught you. And then understanding who sent you a black dragon named Pilkey, uh, her sort of stepbrother and she turns and says sure you can go ahead take the pearl but tell him and then there was a name and the DM forgets it right now for a sec come on you've all been there uh, Meth Menthi? Menthol? Menth I'll find it Menthol cigarettes. Menthol. It was me Menthols. Knew the whole time. So that is the condition. You have to pass the message to the black dragon when you return with the pearl. And this dragon will let you go. Um, your secret mission is going all kinds of sideways with a doppelganger having replaced one of your troop. You discovered this, but perhaps not in time. So, you are all present, standing in front of this dragon. Metha, thank you. Uh, and it was something like men menthols. Um, yeah. uh, so, you are all standing in the clearing. The dragon, the massive, almost treant-type abomination, standing there. The dragon curling around it like a favorite roost, looking down at you. 
And if a, if a dragon could look amused, you swear this is what it would look like. Just for, uh, it's been a bit, so let's recap who everybody is real fast. And um, maybe even a quick, like, how are you taking this moment? Kind of, what do you look like in this particular moment as the dragon peers down on? Uh, let's start with Bella. Okay, hi everybody, I'm Bella. Um, I'm playing Isold, uh, half-elf. And how do I look? Probably a little, you know, unnerved at this moment. I know I, you know, it's hard. I think I passed my right. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Yep. I you know did. that you there had this role. one who was truly terrified. I think it was yeah. uh, Tillman. Yeah. So I know I passed it, but I still feel like even if I passed it, she knows this is not a good thing. Like, we are in a precarious situation, and she's very uh, respectful of that fact. So I think she's a little shit scared. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. We pan just to her left, where we see the tall Goliath, tall, lanky Goliath. Steve, how's it going down? Well, Gex Techford is also fairly composed. I think mostly because he just is not really concerned with whether or not he dies. I mean, he'd prefer to stay alive, but really, meh. And he just finds the idea of talking to dragons, dragons exciting, and so there's a certain part of him that doesn't want to let the dragon see him ad admit whether or not he's afraid. He might be afraid, he might not be afraid. He probably figures they know whether or not he's afraid, but he's never going to admit it. <laughs> and that, that that desire actually, in a roundabout way, helps him reduce his anxiety. So he's kind of actually fully chill at the moment. Awesome. Dragon telling me to do a thing. Eh, okay, fine, do the thing. He knows if he refuses, he'll die. So he's like, oh, well, take the thing, go to the place, do the thing. Very Adventure. Very <laughs> pragmatic. All right. Just immediately to your right is the dryad, the um, uh, strange uh, woodland creature, the kind of elf-like but taller, massive, with almost bark for skin um, and uh, uh, gr long green hair and twists falling like moss. Uh, and she doesn't speak a word of common, but she's been looking back and forth semi-amused. At, uh, at all of the newcomers who seem to not be hostile. So she um, she's busy holding hands with Gex currently. All right. Immediately to uh, next to them is uh, and almost on the opposite side of this uh, dryad is Voslo, still dripping wet from your exposure to the lake below. Um, your skin kind of covered in a, a a thick, viscous mucus that you'd managed to put on at the recommendation of Peto uh, in order to resist some of the cold. Um, a little side note, my son was super mad. He heard about how uh, it was a black pudding that you went and slayed, and he was like, those are tough. Those are harder than just a hand wave. And I was like, 
Oh, yeah, he's right. He's seven. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so Voslo, what's going on with him right now? Hmm. I think uh, Voslo is composed, though he does recognize that he almost had the pearl before a certain familiar got it first. Um, I think like he and Kato are almost on the other side of the lake, practically like getting out. Right? We were on the right. Yeah. Um, now I, I think at one point, yeah, it went up past you, and then it had collected. There was a bit of a time jump as it kind of gathered and spoke to everybody, and and the trees kind of ushered people in towards each other, so that they're um, they're all kind of there. Uh, actually, Voslo, uh, or Gordon, do me a favor. Can I get you to roll a d20? Okay. A five. Alright. Um, so, it is uh, in short order, the trees, the animated trees, uh, at the behest of this massive uh, treant, or the dryad, are busy marshalling the, the obvious group into a into a cluster, um, and they do not. They do immediately see you, kind of swimming below the water, and uh, the dragon flicks its tail towards you. And and as you kind of, you you are very clearly not hidden. Uh, and uh, after a moment, there's this presence in your mind. Uh, the, the voice of this massive creature, which says, um, let's talk, shall we? Are you going to go to the surface and join? Or are you going to stay below in the icy cold waters? Uh, I'll join, but I won't be quite grouped up with the other gang. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, can you do me another favor? Roll another d20 for me. Okay. And add five. Okay. This isn't an ability check, is it? Uh, not of yours. Okay. Ooh, not one. <laughs> Ooh. Um, as no you idea surface, if that's good or bad. As you surface, Kato comes scrambling out of the bush, visibly shaken and trembling and walks about five feet forward and face plants on the ground prostrate both pro, prostrate before not prostate Woo, hello Hooray. um uh before the massive dragon and she's muttering away in a language um do any of you speak draconic no Okay, so you don't understand anything of what she is saying right now. All right. Um, and after a few seconds, the, the massive white dragon gives a half nod. And then Kato scrambles to her feet and joins, the um, kind of standing next to Voslo. You're all kind of ringed about, and this massive creature's looking down at you. All right. You're all there. What do you want to do? So I will pick up the pearl that is at my feet. 
and ensure that I secure it on my person in a way that is unpickpocketable, like under my armor, tied in place. All right. Um, oddly enough, I'm going to get you to do a sleight of hand check to make sure it's like sleight of hand versus anybody who it's like a stealth check, but for sleight of hand. Yeah. So versus my perception. <laughs> well, you're not trying to be subtle about it. You're trying to make it really secure. So it's like he's using what he knows of sleight of hand against whoever's going to do it. It's like a like a stealth check. If anybody tried to, this is the target number. 27. Dear God, man. He has well, good sleight of hand. <laughs> well, there's only one real way to make it incredibly safe. I had this uncomfortable watch. Never mind. Never mind. Old reference. Old movie reference. No? Ah, all right. Pulp fiction. I got it. Yeah. Hunk yeah. of metal. Sorry, I misquoted that. Anyway. He's not going to hoop it, <laughs> but he is going to put it in a safe under, place. In a safe place. In a very safe place. All right. We'll, we'll just use our imaginations. Who, who are you? Who are we to tell? what people imagine. It's 27. That's all they need to know. It's incredibly hard to pickpocket. That's all. That's all. Okay, so uh, you're now standing in front of this massive creature, and it is looking at you all. Tillman, what are you doing right now? And we didn't actually intro your character. I'm so sorry. Alright guys, probably still on <clears throat> my other character sheet, it's alright. Um, I, I guess Tillman is scared, I don't really remember the last uh, episode, so... Uh, I don't have anything frightened on my sheet, so... I'm... I don't know, I guess he's, he's gonna win and see what the, the party does. Alright. I think I remember you being frightened, but then you used your ability to get rid of the fear. Right, because you can just get angry to the point. Can. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll allow that. I was going to hope. Actually, let me ask you, Carl. Do you want to get angry to get rid of it? Of the fear? I thought he used his Twilight Cleric. Oh, right, it was Twilight Cleric. I thought it was the barbarian thing. No. All right, so you just take a deep breath, and there's a sense of calm comes over you replacing the incredible fear and rage that you felt just a moment ago and it's almost like looking out over a large vista and you see the moonlight and you take a few deep breaths and you hear almost a voice on the wind and you can't quite make it out and a few seconds later, you open your eyes, and you're back, and you are no longer afraid. What's up, dudes? What's happened, man? Got the pearl yet? We do. We have the pearl. Tillman, can I ask you a question? Yeah, man. Uh. Does it involve a hand drum? No. No, and still sorry proceed. about that. 
what 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 do you think what do you think it would take for someone like us or someone like me to get a dragon to do you a favor oh man that's a uh, that requires some insight man I haven't encountered many dragons I must say but uh you seem the kind of guy who can talk uh you know selling a selling a nice block to someone in the Yukon so you I'm sure you can make it happen I could always give it a try are you guys saying this out loud or kind of quietly to each other totally out loud then <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile I'm just trying to get an insight on the dragon and what she what what her ploy is right now like uh, Go ahead and roll an insight check for me there, Goslo. Uh, uh, and you have I advantage. Look at... Yeah. I look at uh, Gex and I'm like, Flattery. Flattery. Everybody loves to be flattered. Especially a very powerful dragon. Mm-hmm. And this, my friend, is one of the most powerful dragons I have personally ever seen in my life. Have you seen other dragons in your life? That is not the point. The point is <laughs> that this one is the most amazing specimen that I have personally ever seen. Man. I, I completely concur. I think that this, the whiteness of this dragon's scales, mm. there's a certain brilliance, he said ever louder, that shines mm. in a way that just warms look my at soul. The, look at the glit, like it just shimmers. There's a certain iridescence that, that one just does not find anywhere. Mm. Amen. Uh, I got it. And I wonder. Oh, great, wonderful Meta. If if I might if I might appeal to your magnificence, to your excellence, to your eminence, and and prostrate my humble Goliath self before ye, and uh, request of of you a favor, one one that would obviously uh, result in my ever gratefulness to you if, if if such a if a small thing that might even amuse you would, would be something you'd willing to do for such humble adventurers as us i'm listening can you eat him well at 25 on insight nice um volsler <laughs> Izzel begins to butter up the dragon. And and you're watching it as it's almost dismissive at first and then slowly gets pulled in. And then Gex starts to talk. And it's pulled in even further. Mechanic-wise, they were about to roll persuasion with advantage for help. And then suddenly, in the midst of Gex's conversation, or monologue, the dragon began to bristle. 
Gex. I'd like you to roll persuasion. Straight roll. You were going to have advantage until something went wrong. Um. Four. <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> are, are you going to tell us what went wrong <laughs> eventually? I. Do not devour my tools. Not yet. And for that. And she lowers her head down lower and lower and takes a, a, a step off and gets the face like this massive, like, think T Rex in front of anyone in that movie. Um, just huge head is within about five feet of Gex at one point and just lowers itself down almost eye to eye with him. He, he'll not budge. If anything, he would take a slight step forward. And you should count yourself lucky. Hansa. And she said something in Draconic. He didn't quite catch that. I think he got the gist of it. Well, my apologies. I had to ask. When one has a thorn in one side, you understand. I don't think she's interested in her petty squabbles. How about we just settle this amongst ourselves? Well, if you stopped running away, I'd be happy well, if to. You, if you came to your senses and made a deal, sure. My senses have fully been come to. Pardon us, O great Metha. If you have you no use for see us her further, bristle again. And Kato leans forward and um, and pulls at Voslo's sleeve, mm -hmm. and looks gives you this look like. Yeah, I say nothing. Um, do a do an insight check with advantage. Gex knows what it was that he said that pissed her off. Much time. <laughs> 19. 19. Um, the nature of your your being as a doppelganger is a certain level of telepathy. And in your mind, you hear Kato, like, willing you to... Shut up, shut up. Metha's not yeah. her name. Metha's not her name. Okay, I'd be quiet. And, and Kato kind of gulps and steps forward and kind of motions again and then says we, we are sorry we foolishly trespassed we didn't think you would mind 
Um. I will do as you ask and tell my my master what you wish. We're terribly sorry, Vesra. Your brother certainly has a way with messing with people that work for him. I can understand. Can understand your feelings towards him. Yeah. Well. Sorry for having bothered your wonderful oasis resting place area. We'll be on our way. And she doesn't say anything. She just stands there looking at you. She kind of retreats a little bit um, back up to a slightly bigger height um, and looks down at you all as though to kind of royally kind of be like, you are dismissed. I will just start kind of sashaying away. Like, it's okay. It's all good. Backing away from the others and her. Gex is actually just going to stand around for a minute. He's still holding the hand of the Dryad. Yeah. He's just going to chill out for a minute. And as your companions begin <laughs> like, to leave, I'm not dead. <laughs> the Dryad actually kind of grips your hand tightly and, uh, and gives you this look. And she kind of says something, and you can't make out what it is. I'll just lean over and, and whisper something in her ear. Do you want to tell us or keep it for secret for later? I'll 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 tell you what it is. I'll I'll secretly I'll tell you what it is. Alright. <laughs> Alright. You are free to go your way on having promised now to um, deliver a message to Pilkey, the brother. On the plus side, you do have that which you came to, to, to accomplish. You have the pearl. And with that, you have the means to meeting this dragon king that you've come to uh, come to meet with. Now, when, now not Rook or Voslo, <laughs> when you say you're not going with the others, um, where do you want to go? Um, no, I, I I want to, similar to how I followed them here, basically stealthily make sure I'm away from them and uh, start heading back. I know, I don't need to follow them. I know where they're going. True. Um, but, but I don't want to, it's not like, hey, one big happy family, we're, we're going to travel together so you guys can shiv me. It's like, no, uh, I'm going to be trekking my own separate way back. Yeah, right. Because I also know that they need me as well. So as they have something that's that good. I that I that we we each have something. Yep, you have the uh, you have your own orb, which was the mission, and they have the pearl. Um, and just one point of order: as you're walking away, Kato doesn't move. She just lays down in front of this dragon, speaking away in draconic, and the dragon actually tilts its head down to her towards her and begins speaking with her in draconic 
And Kato turns back to you guys and is like, um, I need, I need a minute. Are you going to wait for her or are you going to uh, move away? Anybody? No, I would. I would wait. Okay. Yeah, Gex is staying. He hasn't left yet. He's kind of just said what he said, which is in your Discord. Um. <laughs> oh, I'll have to check that on a break. I, oh, I can check it on my phone, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, for a few minutes, they kind of exchange words in Draconic, and, and she nods. And uh, and then she turns to the to, turns to Voslo mostly, but to the rest of you, she's like, "I uh, I'm gonna stay for a little bit. You go on." Very well. May I cross paths? Where may our paths cross again at some point? And uh... yeah. Good luck. I'm gonna stealthily glide away. Nice. Okay, so Voslo's the first to leave. Um, Isolde, are you gonna? You seem to be the. Well, uh, hold on. I gotta look up what Gex is doing. Um, but um, hold on. Jumping over to that. Uh, nice. Uh, so uh, so Isolde is kind of dragging her feet. And Gex, you eventually pull away from the dryad and begin to move away. And and Kato kind of holds out a hand. Goodbye. We'll see you. See you later. And then she kind of turns her head. And she's like, I'll uh, catch up. I incite to see what kind of emotion she's displaying. Sure. Go ahead and roll. Insight. To see if I'm comfortable to leave, or if we want to push the issue of staying or her coming with us. Probably not, but 16. 16 ain't bad. Um, so she's just like, you can, I mean, she is, when she's around a dragon, in particular Pilkey, but when she's around a dragon, she is she is with her god. And there is a certain amount of awe and joy and terror in alternating measures. In this particular instant, with a 16, you can tell that she's got she's awful but sweating profusely at the same time. Her her kind of uh, pale drow hair, like slick, not just from the water and the and the slime, but like you can see where it was drying, and she's she's pretty sweaty. Um, but she's she yeah she, that's what you get for uh, for a sixteen. All right. I will then look at Gex, wait for him to, as I was quite a bit further back, I mm -hmm. will wait for him to get more 
um, on point with me, and then I would retreat with him. Sure. So the group yeah, of you, Tillman, um, what are you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Gex. I just gonna say, like, before I actually like start moving away, I'd go over to Cato, and he'll kneel down. Like she's prostrate still. Uh, she's now standing. When the dragon started talking to her in Draconic, she rose to her feet. So she's yeah. now kind of standing there, and she's she's been waving to waving to you. Say, I'll 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 catch up later. Before you go, Cato, and un understand that I respect you. But I also understand that his purposes are contrary to ours. He's quite a good, quite a good manipulator, someone who can take the form of anyone he chooses. So next time I see you, I'm going to wonder if it's you. And next time you see me, you should wonder if it's me. Duly noted. I hope you can, I hope you can accomplish your mission. If it is, if it serves the Dragon Masters and, and your masters. I tell you though, I care less about the mission as the days go by. More about my friend. Well, sometimes you find friends in the most unexpected places. I hope you'll count me among them. I wish well, you the best. Well met. And besides, um, I'll catch up. I hope. Alright, you guys, uh, you guys hike off. And um, and kind of leave the veil behind you as you uh, head out into uh, kind of reclimbing up towards the peaks that you had to cross before. Um, every once in a while, Voslo, you catch a glimpse of them. So you're kind of just making point. Uh, can I get perception checks from uh, everybody else and a stealth check from Voslo? <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> And Carl's rolls just keep on coming. Oh, yeah. It's a plus six, too. Oh, my God. Okay, 10, 14, 29. Oh, that's the stealth roll. Dear God. And Gex keeps stealing my dice. Pretty good at stealth. OBS band. <laughs> Nobody knows he's there. Yeah, he's, he, he doesn't even know he's there. All right, so you travel for some time. Um, I'm going to need a survive. Now that you don't have a guide with you, who do you want to lead you back? You you could just do a simple, it's not a disadvantage or anything, but a simple uh, survival roll would do. I'm happy to do that. Oh, you want to do it? Because uh, I, I can, can help you. I've got yeah. uh, sure. pending. I got a plus six on on survival, so I'm perfect. I got a plus eight. All right, well, I'll help you. <laughs> Dude, hers is bigger. That That is like my jam, is, you know, 
making sure things go tracking and all that stuff. That's what I do. I track uh, creatures all Ooh. day, all day. 19. Oh. Not too shabby. Do I get the advantage? Yes, you do. Because you originally... Okay. Because yeah, Tillman no. is helping. I'll take the 18. Yeah, that's fair. Versus <laughs> the three. I'll take the 18. All right. So you, um, you, you pick the path pretty quick pretty safely and you find a quiet spot and Gex requests a break. Uh, so he's gonna um, it's something you have to do and stop. It takes about an hour to recast familiar. Um, it's a ritual but that's okay because I have a feeling people want to take a short or possibly even long rest as you're out in the mountains. I would love a rest. I got banged up with that fight. Absolutely. So you guys make camp and look around. Um, Boslo, I'm going to need you to do a survival check as well. Wouldn't that be great if he got lost? <laughs> well, this is more of a how well you survive in the wilderness. Are you going to be yeah, in yeah, exposure? Okay. Staying warm? 17. I don't know if you want to light a fire or not there, Voslo. No. Okay, so I'm going to be get you to roll uh, with a yeah disadvantage. As the night comes on, the temperature uh, gets surprisingly chilly in this area. Um, it's tropical island, but, you know, the nighttime still drop. The DC is not very high, though. Seventeen. Okay, seventeen. Same deal. All right. So uh, you, you managed to... Even though it's a bit cold, you pull your cloak around you and you find a quiet tree branch or something to hang out on uh, up away from any predators that, that might be on the island. Um, and everybody else, you set camp and you have a nice long rest. Uh, is there anything anybody wants to do uh, for the night? Am I near them or am I... That's up to you. With, with your, You can keep track of them pretty easily and with your stealth, you can be as close as you want. Uh, but uh, you that was especially just if they're, they're lighting well a fire, could... I should be able to see them, right? Well, that's assuming they want to light a fire. I don't know, it's up to them. Uh, so, so Tillman, uh, in an effort to further regain favor with Saloon and you know, with the bouts of barbarism he's had, uh, would just take a few moments to uh to commune and 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 pray with saloon just to try and get some favor so all right so absolutely and you spend the night uh looking up at the night uh, before sleep looking up in the night sky the 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 clouds part at one point and you see the moon shining uh, over the distant ocean you're kind of up 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 on the hill a little ways so you can actually see out towards the coast there's a band of trees between you and the and the beach but uh you can definitely make out the ocean and the horizon um so i'm assuming that uh in, anybody else want to do anything i feel like before like while we're eating even i know that um Voslo is out there uh somewhere close by obviously don't know exactly where but i would assume that he is going the same place because we also know he has what we want and vice versa 
Um, so I would kind of quietly talk to the other two. Because Isolde is still trying to figure out what the heck is going on. As she came in a little bit later um, as a crew and didn't really know not uh, like what was going on and who was who and um, so yeah she would kind of be like X what are we going to do about this situation hmm. well, well, how first, yeah first I'll give you the words version of the puppet show <laughs> oh good because I didn't get the puppet show <laughs> And, and I rolled shit on my insight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he'll, like, he'll just, like, redo it, but, like, this time actually narrate it because he's like, oh, yeah, I guess you didn't understand. <laughs> this is what I was trying to tell the dryad. Apparently she didn't understand either. Uh, and, and to top it all off, I can't imagine someone so effectively being on to what we're doing and thinking and thwarting everything without being able to read our minds. I know that's a magic thing some people have. I don't know if it's a Doppler thing, but I think we're at a serious disadvantage from that point of view. And so I'm not sure what to do there. Other than just say everything out loud all the time. Oh... How are we going to kind of proceed forward? Because I guess we're going to go back and, you know, see Pilkey. Um, are we, though? Are we? That's Should the question. We? What, like, what do you think, Tillman? I mean, you're kind of the laid-back kind of guy. What do, you, what do you think we should do, man? <sighs> hey, man. Maybe this dragon's not so bad of a person can learn from a few things to help further our knowledge, man. He's certainly very good at deception. That would be very useful down the way. The dragon he's talking about. Uh, well, yes, he's good at deception. Yeah. Dragon. Yeah, very clearly. I feel like... I feel like... So... Tell me, to both of us... Or was it, or was it Hilda? Somehow... Rook himself, the real Rook, has broken through and spoken to me. And, but he couldn't stay, couldn't stay in, in, in the front, holding possession of that body. He couldn't stay on the surface, maybe is what I want to say. I wonder if there's a way that we can make that happen. I don't know. It's not something I have any clue how to do. But uh, I kind of feel like there's no, without a plan or without at least an idea of how to get Rook back and get rid of not Rook, I don't, I don't know that we should move an inch. I don't know that we should budge. 
Uh, Todd, just yeah. to clarify, Hilda is with us. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. Hilda. <laughs> Hilda Dunn got eaten by the dragon. No, she's with us, and um, she's been awfully quiet. Okay. Actually, at this point, oh, so you have an idea with her. Go for it. Oh, I feel like she's probably like just went to bed or something. <laughs> um, actually, I was going to say at this moment, she kind of pipes up and she's like, um, so we're, we we came all this way to do do something for the and she lowers her voice for the for the maid for the for Calron and now we're just gonna not do that. Well, we, the real strange acquaintances, can't do it because. This doppelganger has taken the orb that we were supposed to deliver. So we can't complete the mission at this point. Right. So the orb... Neither can, neither can the doppelganger. He can't complete the mission either because he doesn't... We need this dragon, Pelkey, to connect us with... Uh, what's his name? You know, the guy. I got the impression they're picky about names. Yeah. Brakel. Brakel. It's Brakel. That's who it was. So we need to we need an introduction to Brakel from Pelkey. And we can only get that introduction with the pearl that I have. But the purpose of that introduction is to deliver the orb that he has, the doppelganger has. So we're kind of at a crossroads. So I'm not really sure what to do at this point. I feel like he's always a step ahead of us. Is he actually an enemy? Rook. I mean, we're treating him that way, and I understand that he took over Rook's identity. But do we have a common purpose? Like, is he thwarting us? That's what I don't understand. I guess I'm missing things that you see. Let me put it this way. Rook and I have history. We also have certain things in common. You've heard the, you've heard the term or the, the phrase honor among thieves. There is honor among Rook and I. If I were to take a job with Rook, Complete that job without him, and give them his share of the money. Let his let just let his share of the money somehow go to someone else, and be okay with that. That would be dishonor. I would rather lose out mm. on the job than complete it without Rook. Put it that way. I get that. I want and honor too. If someone doppelganged me, I'd want to murder that guy. Because you can't do that and be up to anything other than no good. I see your point now. I want to live with honor. I get that. Now, I will be honorable. If the doppelganger just decided to give up and give us the orb, I'd stop wanting to kill him. But, you know. I even gave Maybe him the we... back. Maybe we could just take it. Take the orb? Yeah. 
yeah, I've tried. He's a slippery dude. And like, I'm a slippery dude. Open to ideas. Out of curiosity, what kind of... So, a doppelganger, would she know, like, that's a kind of humanoid? It's not something that she normally goes up against? Um, in terms I'll of... I'll let you roll a nature check for that. A type of creature that she would naturally be able to track? I mean, you have absentmindedly noticed, like, he leaves footprints and things. Yeah, no. With a nine? I mean, he leaves <laughs> footprints, you've seen that, but, uh... He leaves footprints, you've seen that, but, uh... Yeah, unfortunately, you don't have any particular insights into, uh, into doppelganger nature with that role. You you know what Gex has told you, which is he can assume shapes and probably something about mind reading. All right. Is there anything else anybody wants to do tonight? Uh, Tillman is communing with Saloon. No, I'm going to command my familiar who I have cast as a great gray owl to rest upon me as I sleep <laughs> sit on me um, and let no one touch me fair enough so yeah um, I'll take I'll take a watch okay you're gonna have a watch system sure oh for sure I would I need a little bit less sleep so I'd be happy to do a little bit longer of a watch so everybody else my compatriots can get a little bit better sleep. All right. Uh, can I get you to do as a as first watch is old? I'll get you to do a perception check, please. Not a problem. Twelve. Twelve. All right. Um, okay. Who's gonna? So you're. Everyone else is trying to rest, and the the massive whitish owl, kind of semi-translucent owl at times, um, kind of perched on Gex. Occasionally swaps footing. Gex, can I get you to do on your familiar's behalf a perception check? I believe they get it with advantage though because of their keen sight. Is a crappy perception check. Fourteen. As any good familiar should. Better than my twelve. It's true. Its head spins around and looks at Isolde. It's very dis disconcerting. Um, and the weird thing about the familiar is the way it sometimes moves when you when you're looking at it, and then it's like you kind of glimpse away. And a normal animal it takes time to move. Sometimes it, you just look back and it's in a slightly different position. You're like. Not just like it's moved from there, but it's like somehow just suddenly facing this direction. It's very creepy. It is a fey creature uh, of sorts. All right, so um, uh, so the 
you don't seem to notice anything. Um, the the night is quiet and still, and it's uh, oddly peaceful. If you didn't know better, and your watch is all complete. Who's taking second watch? Do you want I'll me take... to? St okay. I'll I was going to ask if you wanted me to stay on, but I'm happy to go to sleep. All right, Tillman, you've had a bit of a sleep. You are now considered level seven if you weren't before. Uh, wait, all of us? Or... As you take your long rest, you go up the level. That was a good sleep. <laughs> Um, out of curiosity, Man, I, think I need some more knowledge. Are you taking barbarian? <laughs> I know I was actually inspired by you taking the time to commune. I was like, well, I guess this will be your going up level montage. Gonna do a montage. Sorry, I had to. Terrible joke. Um, out of curiosity, right. are you gonna take it in barbarian or cleric or something else? Am I still in good favor with my my deity? Yeah, yeah, actually, she seems pretty pleased with you because of your managing to um, calm yourself under her influence instead of uh, being frightened of the dragon. Then I'll go uh, cleric. Sure thing. All right. Mm, steps uh, of the night. What is this? All right, so while he's reading that, Isild, uh you you have also go up to a level at this point as you go to sleep and gex as well and voslo as well uh, as rogue i'm guessing unless you take something else so you're all level seven upon waking uh i will get dave to do a perception check for me please all right give me one moment as i get back to my sheet perception you mm -hmm. say Not twenty. Whoa, he's making up the for all that, Tillman. all that lost time. Okay, Tillman, for the nat twenty, <clears throat> you have just how many ants do I see? <laughs> you see all the ants. The, you see the queen going by. Ah, <laughs> and uh, you see, <laughs> and you see in the moonlight. You just see the whole hill and the, the sh you can actually see the, the mast of your ship way off in the distance uh, as it's anchored in the harbor. You see all, um, pretty far away you see uh, the mists coming up and then you turn your head and walking across the kind of open hillside near where you took your uh, major camp you see a shadowy figure walking in the dark. But you immediately recognize them with your net 20, total 26. The lithe form of the drow guide walking towards the camp. Kato. She hey, approaches. Hi. Glad that didn't take very long. 
Nah, man, we're good. Where's, uh... Where's Voslo? Not Rook? Yeah, not Rook. I don't know, man. I haven't seen him. Hmm. Must be... Knowing him, though, man, he's probably... Not too far, keeping an eye on us. And she takes a look around, kind of scanning the edge of the, the hills and the uh, kind of rocky outcroppings, some of the forested thickets that are, you know, there's various... Uh, the trees are more a little bit downhill, but right now... Um, so... No, uh, she just kind of shrugs. She's like, Do you mind? it's kind of cold out there. Do you mind if I... She nods towards the fire. Hmm. All right. And she kind of sits down and kind of rubbing her hands, warming it by the fire. You're kind of just keeping an eye. You're standing. You see Isolde and Gex kind of sleeping about 15 feet away, 10 feet away. Can I offer you this elixir? She kind of looks up at you and is like, Is that a, a potion? Yeah, man. Found it on a ship. It's legit. I mean, and she kind of takes it from you if you've offered it, and she kind of looks at it. I mean, I, I did get a little bit banged up when we were fighting the pudding. And she kind of, you can see this kind of stain on her, on her clothes and skin of this viscous liquid. Thank you. I, uh, I guess I owe you one. She uncorks it, chugs it back. And what potion did you give her? Only had one left. All right. And you see her kind of pause, finish, kind of lick her lips a little bit, and kind of just rub her stomach ever so slightly, just kind of hand on her tummy, and then, then she corks the bottle and she offers you back the vial. Do, do you want to keep this, or should I? Ah. Uh. I'll take it back. All right. It was yeah. a gift from the surgeon. My, my thanks. Oh. She's rubbing her hands together and just her, the night air is pretty cold and you kind of see a bit of mist. Oh. All right. She just sits by the fire. I'm a uh, real, real beat. Think uh, there's no hard feelings, right? You're not gonna slip my throat in my sleep or anything. Nah, man. Just in your job. I get it. And and that one, she motions towards back. Uh, Gex. Well. He has an next shift. I can't talk for him. 
And, uh... Can you do me a favor then? Can you wake me up before you wake him up? Ah, uh, I can wake you at the end of my shift. Thank you. She goes and she lies down a little bit, pretty much opposite side of Gex. Just closer to the fire as she can, but. Uh. If you want, I can, and as she's kind of settling in, if you want, uh, I could, I could take a watch. If you want. Uh, it's all right. I think we got this. Okay. Thank you. Oh. She goes off to Ah, sorry, it's contagious. Ah, I was acting. Acting. It was pure acting. Um <laughs> Bella's face litter. Alright, um <laughs> Alright, uh Tillman. You keep your eyes open, you're looking around, you don't see any sign of Oslo. Except you do see Kato sleeping there. You see the rest of your party. The night is still. At one moment, some something on pretty far away, like a, a good almost half mile, maybe even full mile or two away, kind of screeches in the night. But it's nothing too loud. It's more like animal screech, almost like sort of like raccoons fighting, but bigger. But then after that, it's a pretty quiet night. All and, right. and your shift ends. Okay. You gonna wake up Kato or Gex or both? I'll wake up Kato. She seems a little bit like she could have just kept on sleeping, but she she thanks you nonetheless and kind of sits herself up, scoots back away from the fire a little bit. Um, if you think he's gonna try to kill me she motions towards Gex maybe you could uh, do you think I should leave I mean I you kinda it would be good if I could speak to Pilke for you and on your behalf it'll I'll, I promise I could, I'll do my best to to help you. And I don't think Gex is going to kill you. I think you don't have to worry about that. Okay. She kind of sits there, knees pulled up against, kind of waiting for you to go and wake up Gex. And you do. But he is a Goliath. Now wake up Gex. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we're all crazy. <laughs> well, when he wake, when he wakes up, he'll just check to make sure nothing was taken that shouldn't have been taken. Nope, still in the hoop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good bird. Go fly and do some flying. <laughs> it screeches and kind of flies around. Uh, do a perception check on behalf of your uh, familiar. 
Does it have any... It doesn't have any bonus I think it's got like a plus three or something. Plus three, and it does have advantage. That's a loud uh, dice. 17. That's pretty good. Um, it's, it, it's circling around. It reports back every kind of pass. So far, it's not seeing any signs of anything. Um, Gex, you do see Kato kind of sitting by the fire as Tillman kind of hunkers down, gets ready for bed. Hmm. Yes. She's wearing her usual dark leathers, you know, good cloak for uh, out in the wilderness. Hmm. She looks pretty tired, but well, other than that, she looks none the worse. Rook, uh... What rook is a what again? A human? Rook is uh human. Real yeah. rook? Yeah. Although he's bizarre. He doesn't he's sort of a human. He uh Yeah. There's all these odd things about him. Like he doesn't breathe, he doesn't mm -hmm. he'll sometimes forget to blink at long intervals. Mm-hmm. No, that that uh is a different Question. Oh, Gordon has dissipated. It's okay. Probably, yeah. Uh, you know, life. It's all good. Um. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Who's all awake now? Are we all awake? Um. Actually, it's still your watch, so it's the kind of. Uh, it's probably about four in the morning. And unless you wake up, is old. Or, uh, or Tillman. Uh, no, I'm gonna let them sleep, and I'll just sit kind of, uh, close to the fire. So hand on Precious Jewel and other Precious Jewel. And you're, she's, Kato's just pretty much directly opposite, still pretty cold. Um, the night around you is turned a bit chill, but other than that, it's, it's pretty nice. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll start talking to her then. Sure. If I have a little bit of time. Yeah. She's she looks tired and yawns a few times, but other than that, she's she's just kind of sitting there. Kato, have you ever left this island? Uh not since I got here. When did you get here, and from where? About uh, thirty years. Came from uh, Bazazan, on the far side of the the sea. We keep going east. Why did you come here? Was it intentional? <laughs> I was part of a, a merchant vessel, and uh, they they sometimes stop off in various islands out this way on their way. It's a very rarely traveled route, so when I had the opportunity to come to shore. There was something about this place. She's kind of stirring the, uh, stirring the fire as she's talking. Hmm. There's something about this place. It's, you know, they say that the, um, the dragon queen herself chose this spot when she decided. The dragon to... queen, being our 
Tiamat. Met. No. Tiamat, yeah. What, she... what was Dragon's correct name? I heard you say it. Which She obviously one? got upset when I called her Meta. Oh. You were speaking to Vesra. Metha was so, one of her sisters. So why... They don't all get along, but Vesra and Metha did. Pilkit, too. Pilkit, Metha got along with almost everyone. So when, why would Pilkit have told me that her name was Metha? Was he just messing with me? No, Pilkit... Pilkit said to come here. And, uh... He told me to take you to Vesra's territory to retrieve the uh, the pearl. But, uh, I mean, it was before my time. Metha's not here anymore. She's not on the island. She went away with some of the others. And uh, for a long time, they, they apparently all got along, uh, more or less. Pilke was... Um, Pilke was not always looked upon with the same respect as the others. He was the youngest, so uh, the smallest. But uh, Metha was always kind to him, even when he would scheme against her. So has he always been that way? Manipulative scheming? Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I've sworn my life to him. And he's he's a great mm. master, but they don't always get along the various the various members of the of the island. But they each have their factions and I serve mine as best I can. Sometimes they work together, sometimes they're at odds. So, will Pilkey keep his end of the bargain? I've never known him to back down against his word. If he's promised it, he'll do it, if it's within his power. That's one of the best features of him. But, uh... I don't know. Something about the way Vestra said that. Maybe there's more... I don't know, I got a bad feeling about it. I don't think there's anything going on in this island I have a good feeling about. You get to know the place, there are good things. We... Hmm. We, and then she says a, a word in Draconic. Um, do an insight check for a second. See if you can pick up the meaning. My insight. 16, 17. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, so she, she says a word that you kind of piece together the meaning out of context. And it's like, it's not cultist, but like, us members. Right. Uh, yeah. 
There, there is amazing things to be gained by serving these creatures. And they're so intelligent and powerful, and they have long memories. What have you gained so far by serving Pilkey? I found a place I can belong. I mean, us drow aren't exactly welcome in all the places. And what about just... you personally? Beyond being welcome, has he given you power, powers, it's money, been... lodging, possessions? He's given me purpose. I was casting around, trying this and trying that and trying to come to terms with my people and where I'm, my place in the world and to serve such a creature, such a, these beings lived for thousands of years. I guess if you back the right play, they could be, they could be the master's that make this world better for for all time. But they could be, yet they've had thousands of years and haven't done it yet. True. But maybe not the right one's been in charge yet. Drakal, Are any of them really in charge? Brakal is powerful and wise and older than all the rest of us but uh, Rakal is sometimes almost too cautious he's been keeping apart from the rest of the world and I think that's what what I bring to Pilkey is I've been out there I've seen a lot you could offer that too you know the world, and you can tie tie their fortunes together back to the world. Give them give them a reason to unite. Hmm. That would be an interesting challenge. Well, I'm tired. I'm sorry. I I fought a black pudding earlier. It was took more out of me than I thought. I will say this though. Tomorrow's gonna be an interesting day. Good night, Gex. You have a good night. I promise I won't stab you in your sleep. Appreciate it. She kind of smiles a... A fairly confident smile, actually. It's kind of like... Like her... Her, uh, her drow kind of features kind of puckering into almost amusement at that. And then... Uh, she kind of goes off and closes her eyes assumes a kind of restful position, even though it's more alert than, uh, and not quite as, like, comatose as sleep. And she's un unmoving for quite a while. <laughs>
He'll just kind of sit there and probably whittle something. <laughs> All right, and the sun comes up, and your watch is complete. And a new day, a possibly a very interesting day, begins. And I think us as a game group, we're going to take a little break. Fair enough? Right on. All right. And don't forget to level up. You are now level seven, everybody. All right. We will be back in just a couple of a uh, couple of minutes. Internet. We'll be back in a couple of internet's minutes, and um, we will see you very shortly. Thank you. Keep coming up with something. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Speaking of coming up, let's uh, come on back. Hey, internet. We're back from our break. We're picking up where we left off. Uh, don't forget, by the way, this is just a quick moment for me to remind you. Please click the like, the follow, subscribe, all that jazz. We also have our podcast version, so you can check that out. Um, and shout out to Michigan. They've been uh, listening a lot more lately, so thanks so much. See you new down there. Not We're practically neighbors. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, you can check that out also on YouTube, uh, video replay, and Twitch. And join us live and spend some plot points. All right, without further uh, ado, let's jump. Yump, yump, yump. Let's yomp back into the womp. Words. Words are hard. Anyway, so we're going to jump right in. Okay. Uh, so you wake up. You oddly feel refreshed. Empowered even. Perhaps it was a good night's sleep or your brush with almost certain death of a massive white dragon. Uh, but you're feeling alive in a way that you haven't felt in a very long time. Also, you leveled up one, so that could be it, too. So, the morning is yours. Felt that. What do you want to do? Well, Tillman, Hilda, Isold, are you ready? Yeah, I guess. I mean, do we have a plan yet? I do. do you know what we're doing? I know what we're doing. Do you want, do you, are you ready, Tillman? Uh, I'm afraid to say yes. Well, let's go. And Gex starts running. Full speed. Kato and <laughs> Nil does. We're not going to another store, are we? <laughs> 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 That's where all this started, Hilda mentions. He's just going to start jogging at a pace he knows he can keep. With your long legs, you're going to out outpace your dwarven friend pretty quickly. That's okay. Everybody else seems to be keeping up, and Hilda's kind of, ah, I'll catch up. Don't wait for me. Here's, but here's okay. So here's how Gex is gonna do it. When, when he sees them running, and sees that they're slower, he's gonna run and like loop back, and then run again and loop back. His whole thing is that he has to keep moving at a high rate of speed for as long as possible. All right, I'm gonna get you to do um, an athletics check. Athletic. Everybody, this is a com competitive athletics check. 
Nat 20 for a 25. Damn. Fuck's sakes. What'd you get, girl? Even with a plus 8, I got fucking 12. <laughs> Tillman is falling back. Here, I'll roll. He's gonna for... get the screaming barfy, so that's what he's gonna get. <laughs> 15. With a zero. And so... Hilda is just keeping pace. Her little legs and she's pretty much like she's falling back from from uh, Gex as she's hauling, but it's it's still pretty good. She's keeping up a lot better than everybody else. Uh, and I'll roll on behalf of Kato. And then so occasionally I'm gonna not run straight back towards them, but I'm gonna like loop back through the trees and stuff. Okay. All right, and so I'm going to do some zigzagging and some... I'm going to be a very crazy person here. Is this going to fuck up my... Uh, Chaotic running! Survival checks? My tracking checks? It might. Yeah, it could. It'll, if you're being followed, definitely. Um, it might give anybody following you a hard time. Uh, but you are running and everyone else is like, wait, wait, ah, ah. And they start to, to flag a little bit and fall a little bit behind. Um... So the order of the speed is basically Gex, then Hilda's holding up the second best, then um, uh, Kato's not doing too bad at all, actually. And then it goes uh, over to Isold, who's eagerly trying to keep up, however, slightly confused in the zigzag patterns. And then puffing up the rear uh, is a slightly uh, out of breath Hillman. Man, I'm gonna stick to the shrooms and lay off the herbs, man. <laughs> Not good for the lungs. I'm also gonna obviously instruct Familiar to be looking for ye. Uh, do, a, do another perception check for me. Time to perceive. 14. No sign. All right, I got, I got no my sign. good roll for running. Yep, you got your great roll for running. Uh, all right, so everybody's a little bit out of breath and wondering why you're basically taking almost twice as long as a direct route would be. But everyone is just like, ah, okay. So it's taking quite a while, and Kato kind of calls up. You know, it'd be a lot faster if we went this way, but okay. All right, you've got your plan. <laughs> just tell me if I'm heading in totally the wrong direction I mean and she points downhill now that you've crested the, the peak uh, the, of this particular pass and she's like I mean it's all downhill from here uh, uh. well let's get boogieing alright so you kind of zigzag pattern your way Wacky style down towards Pilkey's, uh, Pilkey's Mountain. Uh, basically, you get down into the valley, then come back up the other side, and that is the uh, the outcropping with the with the caverns that you in which you met Pilkey, the Black Dragon, and Kato uh, led you to. So, uh, are you going to be heading there? You can head back to your village uh, where the where your crew was. Uh, what do you want to do? 
Oh, we're going to Pilkey. I'm not. I'm running straight there, full speed ahead. Okay. And everybody's. I don't want to lose my day. companions, obviously. Right. But, yeah. All right. Very cool. So you're just, and they're just like, ah, ah. Tillman, you're having a rough time of it. Uh, I'm gonna say, um, you can choose to either fall behind with that roll, or you can take a point of exhaustion to try to keep up. I'll fall behind a bit. All right. So you don't risk it. You start walking, and after a while, um, uh, Izzel joins you in the walk, and so does uh, so does Kato at one point. Uh, and Hilda and Gek seem to be competing with each other for like which rock they can jump over and off of, um, zigzagging back and forth. Uh, Hilda's kind of taking it as a bit of a challenge to, and having a grand old time. I mean, she's she is little big girl. So she's she's living up to her name for sure. All right, you eventually make your way back up the rather kind of smoky-looking peak uh, of the of of this relatively low mountain, uh, kind of in the center of the valley, kind of almost like a dome. And uh, in it, you can you can make out the various carvings. And uh, Kato's uh, guiding you around and. Um, she kind of gets to this spot in the mountain, and there's another person standing there. Uh, Gex, you see them after a while, too. Um, a person standing there in kind of similar robes to the kind of colors that Kato wears. And, uh, and they, uh, they seem to recognize each other, and they greet each other in a language you don't seem to understand. And Kato kind of says a few words, and then turns back. This is Aito, and uh, he's part of our um, organization. Uh, says that Pilke's gone up to the uh, to the to the peak. It's only about halfway up was where the cave was. Well, thanks. High five him off to the peak. <laughs> it almost pulls him over. You start going up, and <laughs> poor Tillman's kind of bringing up the rears trudging along several minutes behind. You guys get to the top. Uh, we'll jump ahead a little bit. So I'm just going to assume a particular marching order based on those roles. Um, Tillman, um, I, I, do you guys see the new map? It's black. It's black, yeah. The whole thing? The whole thing is black. Really? Okay, just one second. Yep people pinging <laughs> okay so you but are that's all. right there put me there uh, or maybe there or there or there there ah uh, there we go now? there we go yep all right so tillman is way behind uh the names are gonna be a little bit off for the for the faces sorry unless i redo the maps or unless gordon puts his camera back on um, but you can see way down the, the hillside is Tillman just puffing along behind the group. Then uh, Isold and Kato are pretty much even. Hilda's pretty far ahead. Um, and I will need uh, Not Rook to do an athletics check for me if he wants to try to keep up, assuming he is in the mix here. 
He's not trying to keep pace with the others. He's it's not a race for him. Alright. So he's just kinda of doing his thing. Going along. Um Alright. So Gex. You crest the top of this, and it's a fairly steep climb on the way up. Uh, and you get up onto this kind of flattened surface. Uh, it would almost be like the caldera in the middle of this kind of valley. And uh, you get up and there's mossy green grass and uh, growing on the top. And you actually see a structure ahead. You see um, it, it's either partially constructed or... Uh, it's been here a long time. It's a little hard to tell. It's uh, the parts of it have undergone some more recent work, and some of it is very, very old. You see a circular type structure, uh, or a series of them, in the middle of this uh, open plain. A few uh, hardy trees, kind of trying to take root on the top of the caldera, uh, and a small kind of ring. Maybe it was a keep at one time. Uh, but it's a raised platform, almost like a, a little, uh, it's a good, you know, 50 feet across diameter circular platform. And then around it, a ring, like like a wall or perhaps part of an old bandstand or gra- uh, uh, where there may, you see remnants of wooden platforms kind of built against this wall and, and stretching out in a way along little bits and pieces kind of scattered amongst but very, very old, uh, half overgrown with mosses, uh, and uh, buried amongst some of those, some of it fallen into rubble and disuse. Um, you, you take all this in, and you can hear Hilda kind of trudging up the hill just behind you. What do you want to do? Do I see the dragon? Do I know where he is? Uh, do a perception check for me, and I'll give you advantage because you do have your familiar. Um, I forgot my perception modifier. Oh, lordy. Twelve. All right. I can uh, run blindly. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you, you're just taking it in. You see the open fields and this kind of old ruin in the middle that's about it you don't see any sign of a dragon all right let's go into the ruin let's see what's in there okay you you anybody else see where this dragon is uh you start marching in hilda finally gets to the top the rest of them are slowly making their way up um actually i'm not going to stop running like whatever he does it's going to be at the pace of a run okay so you are pretty (laughs) well ahead and go running into the middle of this platform. You you run out onto these stone. Um, the stonework is incredibly thick. The blocks themselves, you kind of expect castles are built with, you know, cinder block style stones, usually maybe a little bigger. These are massive. Um, probably like four or five feet to a side. Uh, cube stones, all very milled very precisely um, in this massive stone pillar. And you can see kind of the remnants of uh, uh, what looks like a raised table, but it's, ma- again, it's a, everything's on a slightly larger scale. It's a good 15, 20 feet across uh, platform uh, kind of just in front of where you are. And a semicircular kind of tower-type 
just behind, rising up from off of this center base. Uh, if you had to guess, it's a little like a Colosseum in reverse, uh, where this is the most raised part and everything else kind of falls back. But there are remnants of platforms around. Um, to your perception check of 14, it takes you a while to realize, and Hilda, by the time you realize it, Hilda has already walked up behind you, and uh, Hilda, Hilda kind of catches up to you, even though she is very stalwart. She's barely out of breath by the time she gets to you, and she kind of... <sighs> ah, I guess, uh, I guess we're here? Oh. Um, Gex, we are, we are not alone. I'm and assuming you, she's referring to Voslo. Uh, you look around and it's not Voslo. You, she, when she points them out, you see them. Uh, a few mm. figures standing amongst the ruins. Acolytes, as yeah. it were. Acolytes spread out uh, in various seating positions around, trying to. Um, they they don't seem in any way kind of hostile per se. They just they're sitting there quietly watching. And still. Then yeah. It's almost so. Yeah, it's a bit unnerving. So Gex is gonna gonna kind of bellow in his deep goliathy voice and yell Hilkey show yourself uh, it's right about now the rest of the group has started has crested the top of the mountain Tillman is the farthest back um, Isolde are you walking oh. in amongst the rest of us Hey, am I wedding in the monks you, the you, rest of us? So you you can see Gex and Hilda kind of standing before this large raised table in the middle of this wide circular platform uh, with the tower behind them and a few people shifting around amongst the edges. Uh, Kato is standing next to you and uh, Tillman okay. is puffing up behind. You're probably about 30, 50, 30 to 50 feet behind where Gex is. Uh, yeah, I would, um, kind of hesitantly go toward Gex, trying to get closer, uh, just in case. I'm also, um, I want to be looking out for, uh, doppelganger All not right, can rook I, can i get you to do a perception check for me i mean i know he's super stealthy but it is a fairly wide open area what dang what did you do 23 oh that's pretty good pretty good pretty one good one second Actually, I'll just say rather than type. Gordon, can you do a stealth and athletics check for me? Okay. Also known as stealthletics. 
Can I, can I see if I was uh, being followed up the hill, given that, you know, I just got up? Sure, you can do a perception check as well. <laughs> You're just taking your time. Fuck. Walking away. Oh why, my god. Why are you the way that you are? Wow. Oh no, I got that one. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nat 20. So, which one was which, Gordon? What was your uh, well, stealth and what was your. Stealth is the it's pretty obviously one. between the two of them. Oh, Rook is right beside me and I don't notice him. Oh my 17 god. 17 athletics. 17 that. All right. Uh, all right. And the, and the 31 stealth. Holy crap. Okay. Wow. Um, I don't think you guys yeah. are going to see him. No. Now, would my um, my feet? I took the alert feet. Um, would that have any bearing on not Rook being able to sneak up? He might not be and... able to get the jump on you because you'll see okay. at this instant any well not him. I'm not I don't want to pre presuppose what he's going to do. But you no, are but... your alert would have some effect on any kind of surprise. Okay. And Tillman is trudging, 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 and got a <laughs> natural one uh, on his perception. So you you briefly leave your your body and are communing with Saloon as you go walking mm -hmm. up. And it's this alternating thing where your feet hurt and you're getting grouchy and the pulse is rising and the rage comes and then the moon comes. And in your mind, Carl, we're going to cut to you for a second. In your mind, you're in a conversation with Saloon. And you you have a realization there is a serene beauty and peace in the moon but there is the other side fear not the other side of the moon peace and stillness is but one the other side is lunacy your madness is not unwelcome, but brings you closer to the truth. Two sides of the same moon. And then you stub your toe and you're like, God damn it! And then you, it slows you down some more and you, you only... You're, you've come to kind of like 50 feet or 40 feet from the top of the crest and you're like, oh. Alright, that was for you, Carl. Do you want to say All anything right. to your deity while you have her attention? How do I control the madness? You don't. How do you control the seas? The turning of the tides? The spinning of the bodies of the sky. You don't. Let go. I'm not, not going to become a werewolf, am I? All my creatures, I love equally. Even both sides of you. 
Alright. But you probably should cut down on the cigar on the on the rollies <laughs> for the lung capacity. <laughs> alright. Alright. He says as he chews oh. on another shroom. <laughs> so Tillman interpreting that feels less guilty indulging in the madness that is the rage. That's how he'll interpret it. Alright. This revelation has been brought to you by climbing up a goddamn mountain. Alright. Um, meanwhile, Gex is shouting and walking around this platform and Hilda's nervously looking at all the acolytes who are sitting in the, in the pews, basically, uh, circling all around. Um, kind of taking them all in and Gex is shouting. Uh, let's resume with that for a second. Go ahead. Pilkey! Show yourself! And, and and the acolytes all get a little bit excited and then kind of go still. And then still. he's going to focus on them. Where's the dragon? <laughs> and it's this creepy-ass moment when they all answer in unison. There's the thing for this. <laughs> Ye old voice converter. Yeah, 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 exactly. He will come. He will come. Oh, that's not it. Hold on. He will come. Oh, come on. I thought this was going to be a thing. Anyway. Yeah. Please make that a short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should actually. Like, ah, oh, goddammit. <laughs> he will come. It is time. Darn it. I had a thing. Never mind. Screw the thing. Let's keep going. <laughs> Forget the bird. Follow the river. Anyway, uh, bonus points for anybody who gets that reference. <laughs> All right, so you're shouting for Pilkey, and uh, after a time, there's this, you see the the acolytes one by one just kind of fall and hit the dirt and like start bowing down in the same style that you saw Kato do. And right about now, Isold and Kato uh, kind of catch up with and step out onto this platform, and uh, Hilda's looking at this large thing. She's like, it's like an altar. Yeah, Todd. Any anything that is flammable, I'm gonna start lighting on fire. Okay, like with prestidigitation. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Like, there's there's brazers and candles yeah. or well, grass. There's, there's grass and there's old wooden platforms and little tufts oh, yeah. of things and uh, a couple of cloths kind of strewn about, little rags mostly. You just kind of light those up, and then. After a moment, there's you you sense more than anything this stillness arise. And then you see this very dark shadow kind of pass on the far edge of the hill and then coming closer and closer. And you see, um, even though it is casting a shadow. It itself looks like shadow. It's this massive 
black dragon circling high above and uh and it does a a circle around at about probably a good 100 feet up and uh it you can hear this incredibly loud low voice called down to you who is it that would command the mighty pilkey Apparently, your sister. <laughs> you have survived. Yeah, no thanks to you. At that point, the, uh, the massive shadow swoops down again and lands perched atop this tower. The being perched on the top means that it is the base of it is probably a good 20, eh, 15, 20 feet above you. Um, kind of looking out over this kind of stone altar and uh, uh, comes swooping down on lands. Now, this is the second dragon you've seen in as many days. Norm, when you last saw Pilkey in the dark of, of the caverns, Pilkey looked incredibly massive and frightening uh however having seen the size of his sister vesra um the sheer magnitude he is definitely smaller than she is uh at least as far as that goes whether you want to put much stock in that i don't know but he is a slightly smaller version of the dragon uh and is uh still pretty massive perched on top of this it seems even uh, even larger than he was, but uh, than he has any right to be. But he is a little bit more slender than her, and his scales are that shiny, almost liquid jet black. And he's looking down, oh, looming above you, like only about ten feet away, but another twenty up as his head just kind of looks down towards you as he's perched on these stones. What? Can't stand level with me? Is, is this my size intimidate you? A great dragon of stature such of yours, such as yours? I am above you. Make Literally, no yes. Figuratively, I don't care. I see you have survived. Does that mean that you have succeeded? Well, that's a matter of perspective, Pilkey. You... You see, the whole entire reason I am on this island has nothing to do with you. The whole entire reason I am on this island was for questing adventuring. An adventure! It wasn't about the money for me, it was about the adventure. But there was money involved. But my friend, who connected me with this adventure, isn't here. Instead, we have the doppelganger. Now you sent me to get a pearl, and I could bring back the pearl to you, and then you'd give me an introduction to Brakel so I could take the orb to Brakel, but there's a problem, Pilkey. There's a problem. 
You can't give me what I want. Your problems matter little to me. But they matter to me. They matter to me. And you can't give me what I want. You seek an audience. I can arrange that. That's not all I seek, Pilkey. I'm sure you can arrange that, but that's not what I want. What is it you want? I want to have that audience with the strange acquaintances. Not the strange acquaintances and some doppelganger. So if you can't give me what I want, there's no point in me giving you what you want. And he does a very long, slow inhale. fathom what I want. Pilkey, I've got a pretty vivid imagination. I can imagine a lot. But what you want doesn't actually matter to me. Just like what I want doesn't actually matter to you. Except when we're trying to strike a deal. So again, if you can't give me what I want, why should I give you what you want? You want this friend of yours then? I want my friend. I don't expect you to bring him here, but his replacement, his un... his... substitute of a nefarious nature has dishonored him. I am a Goliath of honor. I will not complete Rook's mission without Rook. Then I guess there is little point in continuing. Uh, can I can I look at let me say it this way. I will not complete Rook's mission with someone pretending to be Rook. Now this doppelganger has the orb we are supposed to give to Brakel. You won't make an introduction to Regal without the pearl. Do the math, Pilkey. Alright. So Gex has spoken his piece and is looking up at this massive dragon. Is old? 
Tillman? Voslo? Care to add anything? I'll let them go first. And then... Isold will just kind of look up at Pilkey and look over at Gex. And kind of look around. Um, do we... At this point, we don't see Voslo, right? No, but you do finally see Tillman. <laughs> yeah, I'm catching up. <laughs> hey guys, what did I miss? I had the craziest dream, man. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, glad I'm here, yeah. though. Yeah, it's good you're here too. Right in time for us to get eaten by Pilkey, but hopefully we won't. And I'll look at Pilkey and just be like, um. You respect honor, don't you? Honor has its purposes. Well, isn't it important to you? I reward you... those that will live up to their bargains. And I will live well, up to mine. In that mine. case... In that case, then I think you should hear Gex out, because there is more at play here, and we do want to honor our part of the bargain. But I think you would respect and understand, then, that he also wants to honor his reason for being here and the person who he was supposed to be here with. And they were betrayed. And it puts us into a very precarious situation. Don't you think? And Pilkey looks over, now drawing the attention away from Gex. And even though Izzel's pretty far back, standing next to Kato back there, even behind Pil uh, Hilda, um, just being this close to this creature when it looks directly at you is noteworthy. Um, you're probably a good 25, 30 feet back, but still it's like, whoa. Uh, and it looks at you. Uh, do an insight check for me. Uh, 15. So the 15, it's, it hasn't eaten you yet. It's giving you its <laughs> attention and it's pausing and its eyes narrow a little bit, but it doesn't seem to be in a hostile way. You're not used to reading the facial expressions of, of dragons, but you have its attention. And then Tillman gives a cough and kind of walks up behind you. And you can all... Now, finally, the group is back together. Hilda steps beside Tillman, kind of uh, just within arm's reach. She's kind of next to him and cas as casually as she can, holding her hammer. And she looks at him and looks back to the dragon and mutters, Well, if it's got to be like this... And then the, the dragon kind of looks back at all of you. 
what say you, Kato? Are these ones to be trusted? As much as I could, I I watched them, and um, I think so. And they um, they are true to their word. She kind of looks over at the rest of you, like I don't want to speak for you. Gags is just standing there. <laughs> She's like, well, I mean, we got we got this pearl for you. They did, but the reward is useless without the other component. All right. And uh, she kind of turns towards uh, Isolde's right there, and she kind of whispers over to Isolde. Isolde, are we going to mention the other part? Part about his sister? It or which was part? The, the price of the pearl. We did promise Vestra. Out of game, I totally forgot what it was. I remember, I do remember we promised Vestra something, but I don't actually in remember what pearl, we promised. She, in an amused kind of way, said, sure, you can have it, but you have to tell him the following sentence. Metha knew the whole time. Um, it's up to you get what you want to do with that information. I'll also, Oslo, if you have any anything you want to add at any point, you let me know. I'm assuming that even try at a not, yeah, you don't whisper, they they can hear us. I'm assuming even at a whisper. But I will kind of, because she knows them better, um, I'll ask her, do you know what she meant by that? Like, am I going to piss him off and him bite my head off figuratively and literally? I mean, I guess... That's always a risk. They like to piss each other off, and I feel like what I if I say that it's not gonna be good. Okay. You could do an insight check if you want. I will. Who am I inciting though? Who do you want to insight? <laughs> well, I mean Literally I should have been <laughs> I should going have to probably insight. done an ins Yeah, I should have probably done an insight on um, 
on his sister, but I didn't. So, um, to see, like, if she wanted, like, if she was trying to get us in trouble, I feel like she is. But I don't know if that's more me than Isold. Isold's pretty green, so... Uh, and I'm really far back from... Yeah, I'm really far back from Gex. You're about 15 feet away. Um... I mean... Yeah... I guess I'm... I will look at Pilkey and say with the idea of honor in mind I did we did make a promise um I'm very hesitant to share that promise with you um because I feel like you and your sister enjoy putting people in the middle of your sibling rivalry bullshit but um i did we did promise uh that we would uh share a um statement with you if if we were to get the pearl uh and so she has a message this is not from me this is very much from your sister you not me spoke with my sister a little bit before and you know she did try she to wish to she... tell me <laughs> dude you gotta have patience she was just about to tell you I was um I feel like I've made a bad choice uh but um yeah she said um that your other sister um always, always knew yep she did uh so i don't know what that means um she didn't share but uh i'm assuming you probably do uh right i'm guessing oh god and then she'll kind of you know like oh shit <laughs> did she just step in it and then she'll incite him to see if he's about to bite her head off sure roll an inside jack I hope I did. Oh, <laughs> for some reason rolled with a with. That's weird. It rolled twice. From from now on, Gordon has to roll for everyone. <laughs> well, I can't. I don't know why it rolled twice. Which uh, one do I take? That's a great question. <laughs> so I'm gonna say odds and evens so roll any dice that has odds and evens on it odds will be the top one evens will be the bottom that's an even number i got a nat one nat one so isold is pretty green um and sometimes being green just means you're looking at the wrong person at the right moment and you're just like you're, you're looking at the dragon, and you're waiting, and you're flinching, and you're ready, and you're worried. You just start casting around, looking around. You look at Hilda, and Hilda's like, 
And then, and you look over at Gex, and Gex is just, what is Gex doing in this moment? He's just kind of uh, waiting to see who says what. Okay. And uh, she looks over at Tillman. What's Tillman up to right now? Big smile on his face. He's just, <laughs> just taking it in. And he, and she looks see, over. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, just keeping an eye on Dragon, just looking mesmerized and and fascinated. And she looks over at, at Kato, who there's something odd about the way Kato is holding themselves in that moment, and it catches your eye almost like a splinter, and it's like, and it's this really eager look everyone else looks somewhat apprehensive although stoic about it or uh, just braced Kato looks excited for a moment like a like a child who's about to get a marshmallow oh, I don't know if that's a good thing or not and then the dragon to piece it together. So my sister wants to say she always knew? <laughs> what did she know? How awesome you were? <laughs> you clearly haven't met my sister for very long. Vesra is not a big fan. Well, n no. Um, Vesra didn't always knew. No. <laughs> uh, it was your other sister. Um, oh, uh, what was her name again? Um, Meta. Uh, the other, Meta. Meta, oh, yeah. yeah. She knew. She knew all the time. The whole time, Pilkey. Maybe how great you are? She knew the whole time, Pilkey. And as the... Forever. As this dawns on the dragon, what this means, and the exact meaning behind it is a mystery to you. It could have been hundreds of years ago, for all you know. But in that moment, you see it almost fall off of this perch as it kind of misses one of its back step and has to scramble to like kind of stand back up on its perch on top of this crumbling tower and its head zips back and forth between Isold and Gex and Tillman and Hilda and over to one of its followers and then it kind of just Remember, just the messenger, just the messenger. Sibling rivalry. <laughs> it's a thing. I need a group persuasion check, please. Oh, is Boston part of the group? <laughs> 
<laughs> like part of the group now? If you want to jump in on advantage this, on that? you'd have to explain how. No, Boslo is, is confidently waiting from the shadows to see how this plays out. Uh, well, Isol would be using flattery. Oh my <laughs> god, to. Carl. Oh my god, Oh Carl. no. You're asking me to do a charisma-based skill check. What? So for the viewers at home, or listeners at home, that is a zero. Why? Carl rolled a zero with a negative three. <laughs> wow. Apparently oh. he's rolling a d21. That so so just to jump in here, Boslo is, was probably going to hang back, but I guess sure it depends if he could advantage? make it to his advantage to come in or not. But he's not going to stick his neck out. Hard. It depends on the goal. If the goal is to watch these people get eaten... By all means, enjoy watching. If the goal is to help them in their accomplishments, it appears like this could be a moment Bad. as Isold is, uh, I believe I the technical term is the bed uh, with a yeah. four. So the problem is Voslo... If... If I knew the movie that that was from, that starred Val Kilmer or had Val Kilmer, would I get? <laughs> would I get to have an inspiration? <laughs> Are you trying to bribe the DM? Always. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Because <clears throat> I don't want to get these people eaten, Are and I don't want to get. Trying eaten. to bribe the DM. No, no, I just don't want people to get eaten, right. especially me. Right. I really have some important things I need to do in this Tillman. lifetime. Tillman, we're... I uh, isn't one of them. You got the zero. Uh, Izzle got a four. Gex, how did you do? Eighteen. It, it's an average. It's an average. <laughs> oh, bad then. Forget Hilda. Oh, oh yeah. Somebody roll on Hilda's behalf. I'm not doing it. Okay. <laughs> I'm rolling. And Tillman, do you, Tillman, do you don't want you Gordon dare. to roll on Hilda's behalf? There. He's... I rolled on Hilda's behalf. And she's charismatic as a as a paladin, so I'm going to say there's a I plus. I don't know what her bonuses are, but it was a six to that. 18. Probably. It was a plus Here, four. I can pull up her not plus six. Is it plus four? Oh, is it a charisma? Is it persuasion? Oh, maybe. Uh, He's pretty charismatic. Uh, persuasion is plus seven. Yeah, there you go. Jesus oh, Christ. 25. 25. All right. Let me get Brings out. up that Let average. Get out the calculator. Oh, 12 to 13. 25, 18, 4. He's mapping right now. Still under a 12. Ouch. I'm guessing Voslo isn't Boslo, willing to help. <laughs> it does not look like it's going well. As this dragon is beginning to just start like bobbing back and forth, his head like this, and, and it takes one of its tail, just okay, kind of flicks okay. absent-minded so and smashes Voslo, a stone off the back. Voslo is going to roll a die. Because on one 
level, Vossel could just say, well, I could just let them get eaten and start and like continue on my way. They won't bug me. I, I could still do this, maybe. On the other way, he's almost, he's almost there. He just needs to get a bit of cooperation. So I'm going to roll odds and evens. Okay. All right. All right. I'll just make it a six-sided die. Okay. This is like the coin flip where he, you know, like out of the movie where it's like, should I or shouldn't I? How am I? Like, what's better for me? Okay. So Voslo is going to step in, seeing as he's about the dragon's about to get really angry. Um, in the form of Rook. And he will, you know, using obviously his ability, um, will attempt to join the persuasion to say, you know, oh, you know, we we're of, we're of use to you and we are keeping up our end of the bargain and willing to um, help you further once this introduction is done, right? If it means something more that we can help serve you, we, we did succeed at this, at what we were intended, though it was twisted, and we were willing to help again. So he's offering, he's offering some more service in it, as an add-on to the deal, and I think, and do you want me to roll persuasion with advantage? <laughs> uh, you do get to roll persuasion with advantage as you step out, and the rest of you, I mean, I don't know what bets you place, but Cato is standing next to Isold. And you turn at the call of Rook's voice about 30, maybe 40 feet to Kato's left. Stepping out from behind a low stone wall near a tree that he'd stealthed up to. You see Rook, but as you know, not Rook, step out just at the base of this platform maybe 10 feet away from Gex. And, but I am Rook. I am now here to complete our bargain. I'm going to oh, roll I'm out. guessing that's yeah. to me? Go ahead and roll. That was to Gex. Another persuasion. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm rolling with Another. advantage. Go ahead and roll with advantage. We'll see how it does as you're trying to talk this dragon down. Yeah. Don't fuck me now. Oh, 22. <laughs> the first one wasn't so good, but the second uh, one. Bringing okay. you to a total of 16.875. The dragon, still visibly agitated, turns towards you and almost in a bit of a tantrum, knocks a stone off the top of this wall. It goes and lands like 40 feet away, almost crushing one of his acolytes, who's like, doesn't even flinch, and you hear the rise of the voice in Draconic, and you realize they've all been muttering in a kind of prayer-like way. Um, just this low chanting 
just with this interesting pulse to it. And uh, the dragon spins its head towards Rook. Service. <sighs> Service. How can oh, you God. possibly be any good to me? <sighs> At the pawns of my sister. What was that, Gex? Well, as he says that, he's going to go, I am clearly no pawn of your sister. And then he's oh. going to draw his sword and head straight for fucking not Rook. Fight me, shit pump! <laughs> well, I'm like far away from Gex, though. Like. Well, oh, I don't care. You're about 15, 20 feet away. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I guess if I have... Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll give you another... Five, uh, like another ten feet up, because you're up on the wall. You climbed up yeah. on the wall to call out to the dragon. So you're also ten feet uh, up. Yeah, like not like sidling up next to Gex. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're actually kind of eye level with him because you were both on a raised platform, but there's a good like ten foot gap between them. Uh, can you guys see on the map there? Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. So it's you're actually cool. about twenty five feet away from Gex uh, with little gap. And you're gonna run and uh and I'm not uh, gonna run at him. I'm not gonna run at him. I'm gonna take maybe a few steps forward and I'm gonna say, you know, fight me, shit pump, and then I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Pilkey and I say, At least this'll be entertaining. So I mean to the respond petty to politics of mortals do not interest my kind. If you are of oh, service, then you do. But oh, come on, if Pilkey, you come on. Settlement, You've lived thousands of years. I'm just going to interrupt him. You've lived thousands of years, Pilkey. What's left for you? What's left? If you can't take joy in the little things, watching little people do little things, what's left for you? Come on. Rook, not Rook. <laughs> Come on, Pilkey. Just be entertaining. You wish to settle your disputes. I will sit on in judgment. Battle. The winner to the death may be my may offer me a service. The loser to the death I shall devour. Leave them alive for me. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Have it your way then, Gex. Uh, what did we just do? <laughs> Have it your way. And uh, Boslo is going to shoot him. All right, I'm going to get you to roll initiative as the dragon now watches a blood match between Gex and not Rook. And everyone else is looking on, including the Acolytes. Roll initiative, please. Can I, uh, okay. can I walk over to, uh, to Gex and give him a vigilant blessing? Does that require Stay you to touch him? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. 
not necessarily. I usually face Palm Hilda, but it doesn't necessarily have to be attached. Um, good initiative. Do a quick uh, reading of of the uh, of the ability. I'm not sure if it's a touch ability. Oh no no yeah yeah it has to be touch. Yeah. Okay, so you you take a step forward to kind of walk towards uh, Gex, and the dragon's head spins around and glares at Tillman and says, "Their dispute shall be settled." In combat, with no <laughs> assistance. Right, man. I was just gonna ask about the hand drum. Chill. Back uh -oh. away then. Uh. All right. Uh, so, initiative Gex twenty-one, Rook, or not Rook? Bad roll. Yeah, also, not Rook. With a seven. All right. Oh, Gex, okay, it Gex. is your turn. Go first. What do you want to do? He's 35 uh, feet away from you. But there's a gap. Yeah. And a, a, a between you and, the, and the wall he's up on. I'm, I'm going to attempt the same maneuver I've done before and command my familiar to claw his face. Well, through him, I cast my inflict wounds. All right. Um, I'm going to need your familiar I know normally familiars can't attack but um, I'm going to say but he can touch he can touch this is, so this I'm going to get your I familiar to uh, do a stealth check in the midst of all of this to see if it can get close enough for landing and a touch yeah. on Rook or not Rook on Voslo 28. Damn. Um, stealth. Boslo, I will let you roll. Good stealth versus good stealth. Also, I'll let you roll a perception check. That hmm, one. 10. <coughs> not rolling great on the, on the perception. <laughs> Nobody has this whole time. All right. So I think it, it's still an attack roll. Uh, By the way, I can't hear Gordon. Is he talking? Has he been talking like this whole time? Yes, he has. Yeah. Shit. Your discords don't like each other. Yeah, yeah. I know. You gotta convince them to get along. Well, In the meantime, back yeah. to the group that doesn't get along. Um, so. Uh, Gex, uh, your your uh, owl comes flying down, swooping down behind Voslo as you position yourself, ready to strike, uh, to charge or something, and draw the attention effectively away for a moment. And Voslo, the bird just kind of comes down and kind of pats your head as you go by, uh, and the spell will go off. It is considered a touch. Uh, is it a touch attack? This is the problem. Oh, let me read it. Let me yeah. read it. I have allowed it against NPCs in the past, and familiars cannot attack. No, but this is why we read, like, if the familiar can touch something, you can cast any touch spell through the familiar. Yeah, though so it's a melee spell attack, so you have to actually hit. Okay. Yeah. I need the owl, not you, the owl to make an attack. 
Yeah, that's how we did it before. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what to roll for its attack. Oh, I can look it up. It, I think it's plus three. They're good, but not that good. I mean, yeah. I don't really know. So I'll just roll some dice. Uh, so twenty-one. That's pretty That'll good. Hit. Um. Oh, it's sorry. It's only plus one. Oh no, it's plus. Uh... I rolled an eighteen. Yeah. Uh, does does a nineteen hit your AC evil slow? Just does, yes. All right, it so does. make your roll as the spell goes off. Just whoosh, kind of brushes against your shoulder. As uh, inflict wounds goes. Four. Okay, so I don't. I'm forgetting how to calculate damage on this. So it's three d ten. Yeah. Oh, so it's just a three d ten. Just three d ten. That's it. Yeah. So for a total of twenty. All right. You take twenty points of necrotic damage, Voslo, as this tiny little touch just suddenly... It's almost like death itself reaches out from somewhere beyond and just brushes you as a penance for your sins. And um, as a reaction, can I do Uncanny Dodge? Uh, sure. I'm going to say... Because we're bending the rules with familiars, I'm going to let you dodge half of that, sure. We're not bending the rules. Those are the rules. <laughs> They're not allowed an attack. Legitimately. Nah. But I, I think it makes sense that he can pull away before contact is yeah. too long. So he could take half. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. Right. 15, uh, 10 points of necrotic damage. All right, Boslo, it's your turn. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. Technically, Steve, you do have a move uh, and a bonus was to command it and a reaction was to cause the spell. Or you cast the spell, so you used your action to cast the spell, reaction to trigger it. So you have a bit of movement left if you want. Um, where, so he's right here, right? No, I'm on the left. Oh, you're here. This is you. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Um, oh, he's just gonna kind of stand, maybe step, maybe step to the side a little bit, just kind of like. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Boslo. All right. <laughs> what do you want to do? Boslo. Oh boy. <laughs> Hey, Tonk, I go in about five minutes, just letting you know where I'm in. Thanks, man. Voslo is going to, uh, I know, bonus action, targeted aim, shoot okay. with advantage. All right. Uh, doesn't have a, sh a short bow plus one. No, uh, sorry. <laughs> not in this case. So it's, uh, okay. Ah. Uh, All right, does 18 hit your ace? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Never mind. I'm sorry. That You're is terrible. a natural 20 for 28. Does 28 hit Gex's AC? Why are you asking me that? <laughs> All right, make your roll and double the, uh, double well, the dice. Well, he's going to 
He's going to uncanny dodge first. Fair enough. Um, uh, what, did you already use your reaction? It's rogue on rogue. Did I? Because I did bonus and... Oh, uh, did he use his reaction? You have to use your cause? reaction to trigger this spell. Oh, no, the, so the familiar you... uses its reaction. The familiar, okay. okay so he cool. does then still you have can use your reaction. reaction. Yeah, you can use yeah. your reaction. Okay, I'm sorry. Wait. Uh, oh, yes. Okay, five, six, ten, five, six. So, do I make a saving throw for that? No, or it, just use it. he just has to roll a bunch of dice now. Double the roll on the dice damage as well. Well, I'm just going to roll the, the... Do I just double the dice? Uh, you can do either. Double the dice or roll it and double just the dice. And then add your modifiers after that. I'm, I'm just going to roll double the dice. So okay. it's with sneak attack 5d6. Now it's 10d6. Okay. Okay. That's 32. Uh, 32 points of damage halved brings it down to 16 with his uncanny dodge. It's rogue on rogue. All right, you still have uh, move and that's it. So do you want to move it all there, Voslo? Yeah. Um, how high up am I? You're about like 10 that. feet up right now on one side, which kind of rises up. Uh, sorry, uh, behind you is about 10 feet drop and in front of you is kind of more like a seven feet drop. And then there's the wall itself extending in an arc around the whole center dais, which is this massive 50-foot diameter pillar uh, in, on which Gex is currently standing. There's a okay. tree behind you as well. Um, okay. So then I'm going to um, get out of his vision. Okay. So step down. Yep. You land. Uh, do an acrobatics check for me real quick. Sure. Uh, Who am I kidding? You're you're gonna make it. Yeah, 20. you're fine with twenty. You land with no damage. Okay. Uh, and he's going to move to get some distance. Ten it is uh, fifteen. 20, 25. So basically, so that he's he's he can't hide, but he's out of line of sight now. Sure thing. All right, Gex. Voslo, cowardly, just dropped and ran away. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. <laughs> oh, this is getting interesting. I'm just going to give you that little thing to mean you're invisible. All right, you are no longer visible. And then... Oh, see, because I need to tell you this, Todd, but not him. And you have to decide whether he knows what I'm doing. Okay, I'm going to text it to you. Here, I'll just deafen Gordon for a second. I can do that on the server. Yeah. I think. Uh, All right, guys. Enjoy your fight. Thank you. No, I can't deafen him. That makes me sad. I can't wait to... I can just... Yeah, okay. thank you. Um, essentially, I'm just going to sit down and close my eyes and wait for him to try to find me. Okay. All right. Because he's, I know he can read my mind, so I'm going to sit there 
And what I'm going to try to do is think about something I'm going to do, but do nothing. <laughs> All right. Just okay. imagine myself doing something stupid even. I don't know. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're going to play imaginary. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's wave to get Gordon back on. All right, Gordon. Uh, he has taken his turn. It is now your turn. What do you want to do? I'm going to uh, bonus action um, hide. Okay. Roll stealth. Okay. Here's the part where both rogues now just hide for 20 minutes. <laughs> Not great. 13. Okay. Maybe something's yeah. throwing you off. Yeah. But you're kind of ducked behind this thing and a little bit out of breath from the climb, maybe. But uh, it's, yeah, you're, it's quiet. And you kind of, you're thinking to yourself, okay, what advantages do you have? You look over and you can see some of the, some of the acolytes kind of perched up and watching. You see, the, you could glance up every once in a while after a long pause and the dragon is just like and and looks yeah. out uh, over top kind of sitting and perched waiting and there's no sign of movement no sign of anything you're just all just kind of waiting that's your turn okay uh, Steve anything different or keeping that same plan um no, I'm going to command the familiar to try to find him. I don't know if I keep That's an fair. eye on him, right? Like, I think I would have said that at some point. Yep. Okay, so roll your uh, familiar's detection. You do have advantage. Okay. Uh, that'd be 20. All right. Um, you actually do see him. You kind of close your eyes as you're sitting on the on the dais on the up on the stage there and you see him through your familiar's eyes you found him and uh, he's crouched right there behind kind of a half buried old uh kind of outbuilding uh probably a good mm, 50 feet away at a guess so then i am going to todd in the same way that i've been doing it for the last couple seconds yep run over there okay so okay <laughs> um so Voslo <laughs> you you're waiting you're looking you see the dragon you can hear the dragon uh you can kind of get you get these flashes of these moments of like the dragon is amused, but also growing a little impatient. Uh, you can see the the uh, the confusion. You're like, you you look at one of the acolytes, and you're like, and you can hear this voice in your head, and it's like, yes, I don't know, I don't I don't know, and and then a few seconds later, um, you get a little flash from Gex, a little like, whoa, and you and you get the impression that he's like clamoring and climbing up the far side of that wall that you had just dropped down off of. What do you want yeah, to do? Yeah, I'm not I'm not removing my 
telepathic connection to Gex. Like it's all on Gex. Okay. And you can you get this weird um hold on. I'm gonna need you uh okay, hold on. Let me look at your character sheet. Uh Steve, roll a D twenty and I'll determine what is going to be added or subtracted to that. Uh seventeen. And is your character sheet correct on here? On Roll uh, twenty? No. Okay. I haven't put it in roll twenty. Um I need you to tell me your persuasion, deception, intimidation. I think you know which one of those I, I'm uh, asking for. Yeah, you're looking for a plus seven. Okay, so what did you roll? 17. 17 plus seven is 24. All right, insight check, please, Gordon. Okay. Fifteen. All right. Fifteen. All right. You you think out to yourself for a moment, and you're like, okay, hold on. You've been you spent weeks with this person, and you're inside their mind. You're getting these little flashes. You see handhold, grip, drop. Yep. You're pretty sure. Yes. He's trying to flank around. He's trying to come up. He's using his height. He's trying to pop up right there. What do you want to do with this information? Well, so I know that I don't have a clear sight of him, and I know that he can cast spells. So um, he's obviously on the move. I am actually going to move, and and with if it's my turn, I'm yep. going to um, actually uh, dash with okay. my bonus action. Okay, you dash to the south there. Yep. And then I'm going to use my movement. And you, from your vision in his head, he's somewhere down this way. Maybe it there's a curve of a wall there, so it's like he's down between these two walls. You're pretty sure, like, curved off that way. Yeah, and then, um, sorry, I'm just actually going to, instead of moving that way, move up here. So sure. I'm just kind of looping, and I'm going to try to stealth again with my action now. Sure, go ahead and roll stealth. Nineteen. Nice. All right. Um, Steve, I'm going to need a perception check with advantage. Twenty-one. All right. Yeah. You see Voslo just poke around the tree, just at the base. Yeah, you see him there at the base of the wall that he used to be standing on, and he's kind of got his back half up around the a wall, kind of looking off to the side, right about where uh, he thought you were uh, were. What do you want to do? Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep trying to do what I'm doing and come up behind him. Okay.
All right. Uh, I'm going to need another persuasion in interception, that whole thing. Another one of those checks. Uh, same. Seven, 17? Same roll, right? Plus. Plus seven. On top of that 17, you mean? Mm hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, inside check, Gordon. With advantage, technically. Oh, yeah. 14. 12. Oh, even worse. 12, 14. So, no. Nope. Right. You're picturing Gex just just clamoring just be just around the curve from where you see down up there just to the north uh, you can see him crouching low and trying to approach what do you want to do okay false low um so false low uh doesn't see him though right false low doesn't see him but you're a little distracted the, the yeah. radiating sense of impending interest and not yet impatience, but some kind of pressure as you look up and you see this massive black dragon looking down at you, half amused. What do you want to do? You're confident, though. Boss. You close your eyes. You see Gex in your mind. He's reaching. Yeah. He's reaching. Yeah, but Vasa also knows that he that he is stealthy, and also if he's not in plain sight, so Voslo um, is going to he's gonna oh you know what Voslo is gonna do um Voslo is gonna move here five ten fifteen twenty stop. Yeah. Steve, attack of opportunity. Go ahead. If you want to okay. take it. Uh, wait, how close am I technically? Five feet. Um, he almost stepped on you as he turned around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I thought he was that way and I almost stepped on him. Yeah, I can't do that again. Okay, I will. I will do attack of opportunity. And do I get any other? Did I get sneak attack on that? Yeah, you do. It okay. with advantage because you are invisible. Okay, well, well, this will. Yeah, this will end the spell. But um, this was the point of it. So he just turns around like he's gonna go away and just almost walks right into you. And you're just like yeah. with the rapier. Yeah. So you I have, have advantage. advantage. Yep. Can I can I make a called shot and make that just neither advantage nor disadvantage? Sure, straight roll. Or are you looking to do more damage? Or yeah, call, called shot essentially. You're not going to do more damage. You need your sneak yeah, attack. I think, so. I think yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, With advantage. friend of me. Trying <laughs> to help. Yeah, because that's what I wasn't sure about was whether it would actually do any good. Uh, what is my skill? So uh, it adds up to a 24. That hits. Yeah, that'll, that'll hit. Go ahead and roll and your damage. 
Okay. So. Yes, it is, fella. Yes, it is. And that just worked yeah. out. Like, I didn't do that. That just happened. You can watch it on the replay later. <laughs> the map, all the deception. Shit, what is Steve that? sending, like, false brain signals. Don't tell him what I'm doing. <laughs> well, the jig is up, pal. He knows where you are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, 19 altogether. As you... Oh. All right. 19 points of damage. Okay. Uh, I will... Um... So... I can either uncanny dodge that with my reaction. Um, yeah. Okay. How long can I dodge that? Sure. So it's down to nine. Okay. And so, um, I used, I used my, what? I used my movement there. Um. That was his attack of opportunity. You can keep that moving. That was his attack of opportunity. Want. As he stabs you, you turn around, turn around to get away, and he runs you right through from behind, and his form becomes visible again. And the rapier just, just at the last second, you turned, avoiding the worst yeah. of the internal organs. Uh, and you so I'm going to, I'm going to bonus action. I'm going to bonus action um, uh, dash around and hide. All right. So you run around behind a tree and just you lose sight of him there as he goes around the corner. Hopefully, do a stealth check, please. Twenty-one. How much? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. All right, uh, Steve. Perception with disadvantage. Or sorry, with advantage because of your familiar. That bird's eye view is saving your butt right now. Twenty-one. So I don't know what that means. Meets beats. So uh, actually, both of you rollies. Whoever rolls higher. D20. Okay. Go. Roll D20? It was a tie. 21, 21. Right. Rollies. R roll a D20. Roll a D20. Gordon okay. got a 17. Gex. Gex got an 18. 18. There you go. All right. You can see him. Gex. You know where he is. You actually see yeah. the blood trail. Just the little yeah. drip, drip, drip. Yeah, that explains it. Uh, where did? Where do I see him? He's like ducked behind this, this tree, somewhere okay. over there. Yeah, well, actually, you see him exactly. He's yeah, he kind of faked we to go around other. this side, but he ducked around this side at the last second and just mm -hmm. did a tight roll. But you see him. He's got his back against the tree, just kind of holding his wound. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go after him. All right. I'm going to go to him. I will go to him. All right. You close the distance. And attack. Uh, yeah. I'm just Wait. curious. Okay. Uh, yeah, I will attempt. <laughs> I mean, this is, what, this is the point of it. I will attack. Um, 
No forethought whatsoever. You, just you, you don't get advantage, though. No, 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 I know. Uh, uh, technically, you could spend your your action to get the familiar to give you advantage. Technically. How, how does that work? Familiar would have to be close. And it's not. No, it's circling overhead. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's less than 100 feet away, but... Uh, it has to be 5 feet. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Yeah, Gex. but it's it, would get old-fashioned brawl now. Mm. You go rushing up there, make your attack. Night. I should get good luck for that. Um, yeah, sure. attack. Inspiration, D6. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 21 on the attack. Alright, that hits, probably, right? That hits. Alright, roll no sneak attack, though, just straight up yeah, rapier so Is it with it the rapier? It's a D8 plus D8 plus five, 3. I guess. Or, plus three. Okay. Or, sorry, plus, uh, yeah. It's a D6 plus 5, which I rolled a 6, so a 11. D8 oh. plus 5. No. Oh, I rolled the wrong thing. It's D8 plus 3. Uh, so... Ten. Okay, ten points of damage. I'm guessing you're uncanny dodging that. Oh no, you did you use your reaction? You did. So you used reacting... it the last. Uh... Yeah. So you can't. Use I used it the time. last turn, so now I have it again. No, because that okay. was he got the attack of opportunity as you came uh... into his square and then went to and leave I it. Ten. So you take yeah. ten, full ten. Okay. Just for the record, I All have right. no idea how many hit points you have. <laughs> it's okay, you don't have to say. You can if you want to, though. I'm starting I'm starting to get hurt. I'm starting yeah. to get hurt. Uh, to get... I'm going to bone... So I'm going to, with my plus one dagger... Uh, do you want to do anything there. else there, Steve? You do, you've used your move and your action. Uh, yeah, I'm going to jump away. Uh, with your bonus action, you're uh, going to disengage? Yeah. Okay. Uh, where do you want to go? Um, you still have another 10 or 15 bits of movement? I'm just going to back up to here. Okay. It, you know, in that direction anyway. Okay. You can probably get to about there. Sure. All right. Okay. Yeah. Rook. I mean, the half the screen's black for me, so I can't actually see where oh, I am. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay, he's going to bonus... Uh, he's going to bonus action steady aim and... He's going to um, Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna shoot him. Alright, one sec. I'm trying to solve the lighting thing. Alright, um just so you know. Uh Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh so Gex, you step back and look at the face of your old friend as he draws his arrow and you get like a distance from the bowman. You happy with this? Not really, but I did it. Okay. Yeah. I All thought right. you were gonna stay close. That would have been better. I, I actually should have. Like that in hindsight yeah. in hindsight this was a stupid move. Cause initially I what I was yeah. gonna try and grapple with him. Uh well yeah. you can I, can I undo what I just did? <laughs> I 
Because I... yeah. I, anyway, it's my fault. I didn't. I did not follow through with my plan. Okay. Okay. Rook or Boslo, make your roll. Seventeen. Does that hit your AC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, make your roll. Does. With the with the advantage, so do the sneaky, yeah. sneaky, sneaky. Just a reminder, Steve, we um, do have a couple of tricks up your sleeve. Yeah, no mulligans in this one. But no, as a Goliath, you got uncanny I'm, dodge, you got the Goliath stone thing. Just reminding you. I also have evasion as well. Evasion's more for spells. Uh, well, it's a dexterity saving throw. Anytime yeah. I make a dexterity saving throw, which I don't know if that applies in this situation. In this case, no. Uh, so 17. 17 points of damage? Yep. All right. You could take half of that. I'm uh, with you using your reaction if you want. There. Did you want to use your stone's endurance? Or are you going to keep that? Uh, no, he's going to not do the stone's endurance right now. He'll just All have right. to dodge that. Okay, so that's uh, so that's going to be uh, eight. What is that? Eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. As the arrow hits you. All right. Uh, anything else you want to do there, Vosla? I've taken 24 in total. Um, Voslo, uh, no, because he, he did a targeted aim. Right, okay. Gex, your turn. Okay, I'm fucking Andre the Gianting him now. <laughs> I've had enough of this bow bullshit. Okay, uh, you charge back in. Yes, yeah. And he's gonna try and stay close and swap out the rapier for the daggers. Okay. Make your attack. Um, because the other thing is too. Oh no, wrong character. Technically, <laughs> can you do an offhand dagger attack? You just don't add any bonuses, or does it have to be empty? Oh god, I don't know. You, you know, you... Gordon. I think you can with the finesse, but he's you don't add the um, yeah no attack. But if he misses with, with the one, he can still get an offhand one that's a, like a hail mary. But it doesn't get yeah, pluses. It'll do so little, but unless but you have it like it, unless it's for the sneak attack. Yeah, but he can't do sneak attack. No, right now. But he's rushed in. So anyway, he rushed in. Make your attack, Steve. Well, I'm also going, I don't know if I can do this as a free action, but I'm going to command the familiar to come and flap around his head to distract him, if nothing uh, that'll else. That'll be your bonus action, sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, so after this. Uh, so my attack uh, is uh, that. Hmm, not bad. Uh, uh, 25. I'll hit. That's... You're rolling pretty crazy on the hits. Good for you. Finally. <laughs> All right. I just can't perceive anything. <laughs> now, you do technically have advantage as your owl dives down so and harries him. Um, With its movement, okay. it covers the distance real fast. Okay. So, so 16 damage then. Okay. Have um, it to eight. All right. It's rogue on rogue. <laughs> Just both of us cutting things in half. <laughs> yep, yeah. exactly. All right. Uh, come on uh, Okay. So Voslo is. Wait, do I have do I have a bonus action there, or was that calling the? 
just call that the was your in, yeah. bonus yeah. action. Yeah. 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 Next time okay. bonus action him first. But yes. Um yeah. Russell's a little bit hurt. But so are you. <laughs> Showdown then. Showdown. Um you know what though, like I'm gonna I'm gonna play Boslow the way Boslow is, though. So, um Instead of just kind of uh, staying there toe in toe, Boslo is going to um, he's going to bonus action. Yeah, he is going to let's see, bonus action. Uh, Yeah, uh, I'll play him like Voslo. Uh, he's going to bonus action, disengage. He's going to move. Around and he is going to try to. He's going to try to hide again. OK, um, bonus action to disengage. So you do not get the opportunity attack as he runs. He kind of deeks one way and then dives the other and gets out from uh, from your your reach there and ducks around the corner. You can't actually hide around the corner. You've just broken line of sight. Unless you want to risk the attack of opportunity. Sorry, what's that? If you want to risk attack of opportunity, you could uh, use your bonus for the hide, but I think you want to use it as the disengage. No, I'm right? using my action to hide. Oh, I see. Okay, go ahead and roll stealth. Just did. Oh, 28. Woo. All right. Steve, perception check with advantage because you're familiar. I can't roll that high. No point in rolling. All right. He is, for all intents and purposes, hidden from view. Um, I will say this. Isolde, you see Voslo come around the corner. You don't see exactly where he goes after that, but you see him as he rushes around the corner here. Is there anything you want to do or can do that might not provoke the ire of the dragon? You are under the watchful eye. It's busy staring at at this battle, and it seems to have no problem tracking either of them. Um... <laughs> Can I just? How close does he come? Uh, Me? from where you're currently standing, at the closest point, they're just thirty feet. Just as he's ducking around the corner, about to go hide. I'm just wondering, like, can I somehow, um, like, can I somehow put an, some type of an object, like my foot or something, like, stealthily in his way and maybe trip him? Do you have, like, 
mage hand or anything? No? Okay. You can kind of uh... see where he went, basically, but unfortunately used sight of him. If you had a spell or yeah. something, you might have been able to, um... I mean, the only spells I do have, like, the only one I have that would actually do anything is Charm Person, and that would definitely being vocal somatic. Yeah, be noticed. It would definitely be noticed by the dragon, and he was pretty clear. No uh, interference. But yeah, okay. uh, there isn't much she can do. That's fair. That's the problem. All right. So, Boslo, unless Steve has an idea, it looked yeah. like. Oh, well, I have an idea now. All right. What do you want to do? Uh, it is now Steve's turn as Voslo disappears from sight. Remember, you don't actually see him. Oh, I know. I don't see him. I'm going to move myself over here. In, well, as close to here as I can get near the dragon and tell Pilkey, I've won. Okay, so you go walking uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, um, Voslo, there is an opportunity here. Yeah. Technically, Technically. as he comes around this. I mean... No, I'm not gonna... I'm gonna sprint. Like, this is full-on double my movement speed. So are you saying I'm if he runs within five feet of me, or are you saying that he's outside of five feet of Boslo? Uh, it's just outside. Like, it's like... Right. If you just move five more feet, he he was basically ten feet away from you as he came around that huh. corner. No opportunity attack then. Yeah, sorry. Um, so he then climbs up onto the dais and gets to about here, kind of in front of where Kato is, and she is yeah. just just like sitting there, looking back and forth, just wrapped. And and uh, all right. What do you want to do? Uh, Gex, you've, you've gotten up next to the dragon, more or less. Go ahead and make a deception um. check. <laughs> I'm just oh. going to say I have one. He's obviously not interested in fighting for a uh, 23. Yeah. Okay, that's going to be 26 on the part of the dragon. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> oh. The fight is not over. Well, I'm here, ready to fight. Oh. Do you see anyone else willing to fight me? Is it my turn? <laughs> it is. Falslow, what do you want to do? Well, I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> okay, make your roll. <laughs> With advantage. Yeah. Sorry. Twenty-two, or... Okay, Point. take the twenty-two, that hits. Uh, go ahead and roll your sneak attack and all that. Ooh, 
25. 25 points of damage. I'm assuming you're going to reaction that to half. So that's mm -hmm. going to be 12 points of damage. Yikes, you've taken 36. Okay. How are uh, you feeling there, Gex? As the arrow gets right between the shoulder blades. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, okay, uh, Voslo is going to move around and he's going to hide again. Um, Todd, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna just kind of sigh frustratedly. Oh. oh my god. And legitimately go through this little window thing under the dragon and just go in there. <laughs> okay, you you're just kind of limping, crawling half like blood just trailing behind you as you crawl into the little thing that the dragon's perched on. It's like looking down at you, almost like a bird, like trying to see. And yeah, and while I'm in there, I'm gonna pop a healing potion because I have one. <laughs> That's fair. Go ahead, make your roll. Uh, where is it? My it's a two D six or two D four plus four. Ish. 54 plus 2. I always forget that. Alright, so you're like in there, back against the wall, kind of out of sight. Alright. Um, technically, you can roll a stealth check if you want there, Steve. Yeah. You roll this first. If you want to hide. Okay, plus you four, look up so and get... see a dragon's ass. Like right there. I get back. That's what a dragon sphincter looks like. Ten off of that. Uh and that's stealth roll, okay. Thankfully stealth is something we're actually good at. How'd you do? Sometimes. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Alright. Boslo. You see him clamber over underneath the dragon into that tower and blood trail just leading into that little space. What do you want to do? Well, uh... Oh, Steve, do a perception check for me. Just a base one with your familiar. 19. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't see him. Why would you even make me have that perception check? <laughs> So Voslo, I mean, is Thank trying you. to keep yes. telepathic, a telepathic link. He's probably also going to, he's hurt. He's going to pop a, a heal pot too, because he has them. You guys he has twins. more than one. I know. Uh, what is it again? Is it? Uh, it's 2d4 two. plus 2. Thank you, Donnie, for pointing that out. Okay. So. This is how rogues fight. Yeah, this is taking a bit. Um, That's all good. So Voslo, Voslo is going to try to see if he can locate Gex in there. All right. Um, it's 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 a tower. It's really hard to see in if he's not near a window. So this is going to be really hard to see him. Oh, so he's not okay. Uh, when he's looking on the corner. Okay. So um, does Voslo see the owl? Uh, go ahead and do a... The owl's not actively stealthing, so yes, you Hiding, can see right. the owl. Fossil's gonna shoot the owl. Yeah, okay. Hmm. 
20. And the owl's dead. Who? I thought it was just a bit of owl humor. Yeah, the owl was gone. What's your range? Oh no, Hooters! It was down low, close to him harrowing his head, right? So, yeah, like. Oh, it's kind of low. The range is 80 feet on a short bow. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I was thinking of something else. It's all good. Your familiar sight blinks out as you're like huddled in the in the in the tower and you're like trying to see through familiar's eyes and you just see see Vosla turn. Okay. Anything else, Vosla? Uh so I used uh yeah. So re- really he's used his actions a bonus. So Vosla is now just gonna call what since he's he can't he's not stealth here, but he's behind the wall and he knows where Gex is, he's just gonna say, "Are you gonna give up? I'll spare you if you give up." Oh, my I brothers can... might spare your friend too. Oh, your brothers have enough to deal with. Come on, I came and found you once. You come and find me once. Maybe I will. Maybe my brothers will find your friend. And when they do, if you survive this, maybe they'll give him back to you. Peace by peace. You know the difference between you and I? I don't care. We'll see about that. And I think as they're both crouched in their corners, <laughs> it's getting pretty late. I think we're going to call it there for now. <laughs> Next time, when we play Dungeons and Dragons, when we come back, be prepared with both sets of characters, okay? Because I don't know that this is going to go much longer. <laughs> God, that's tense. That's like a freaking movie, man. That was so much fun. Thank you, guys. Both of them just bleeding and like lean. It's like young guns up in this place, man. Kudos to both of you. Sold feels so helpless. (laughs) I mean, if if you guys can think of ways to interact without the dragon spotting, you can go for it. I've been... I've been thinking about that since the beginning. Like, even before this began, I'm like, what can I do? And there is literally nothing I can do that's not noticeable. Well, I have hopefully not Tillman a lot. And uh, Hilda, maybe even Kato, might be able to get involved next time. But as it is, the two rogues taking chunks out of each other under the watchful eyes of Filky and his followers. All right, that's going to be our game for tonight. I do need an, an episode name, so Internet, if you can think of an episode name, you're welcome to suggest Civil otherwise. War. Ooh, that's pretty good. The Civil War? God, you guys got to kill Voslo. <laughs> I like how you're cheering me. for that. Uh, that Gordon, right. you're playing it perfect. Thank you. Keep that going. And great, yeah. great yeah, attitude. Send it back piece by piece. Love that line. Civil War? 
Internet? How, how much how much swearing can you put in the title? <laughs> I think like it, it's gonna be close. Like if if no one intervenes, but if someone intervenes, that'll give. Hopefully, that can give him the edge. Yeah. Hey, I like it, Donnie. Stalemate at Pilkies. Uh, how, what about Civil War stalemate? Mm. I I actually like stalemate at Pilkies. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a western. Yeah. Stalemate at Pilkies. Yeah. All right. Playing like off that, uh, you know. Yeah, it's got a yeah. real, like, Wild West kind of ducking behind the taking shots at each other vibe. I like it. Yeah. All right. Like well, a, a little uh, duel. <laughs> I, I'm a little, I, I want to keep going, but it's 20 to 1. So uh, I got to stop now. And, uh, yeah, this isn't going to, this isn't going to end in one round. No, this that's is, the this problem, is, right? Like, going. we both. It's, We've yeah. taken a lot, but we both healed a bit, and like, it's, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the nature of combat in any role-playing system. It it takes forever. It's okay. This was the a thing good is, for... it's moving fast. Yeah, it is moving very fast. It's just you're on par with one another. Yeah, you guys mm -hmm. are so evenly so... matched. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, no, I don't feel that at all. You... I, feel, I feel like Gex is way outmatched, but or at least a little bit over overmatched. I mean, you made a you couple. Got, you, you, you got first. You, you had some really good moves. You and first, yeah, you blood with that blood. ten, and then when he went past you with that whole mind trick with the invisibility, that yeah, was, was pretty a good clutch. Move. You made a you made a couple really one mistake with the yeah yeah. As soon as you gave him range, he got a couple of shots off, and you're like, ugh, ugh, and well, but the, the problem is, the I, I, the problem is with with the mechanic like if i just grab a hold of him he can still disengage like my there's no there's no justification in the rules for how one character should be able to hold another i mean it would he oh, would have to escape but what you could have done with the familiar to escape is you bring the familiar in you attack right and then and then if you're going to disengage you um you can you can kind of stay close you don't have to grapple but you can either go toe to toe, or you can leverage with your familiar. Right, but I mean, you're the any other character can just like disengage at any point, and I can't stop you from doing that. Like, there's I don't have an interrupt action to hold on to you. Now, right? if you actually like grapple or him, something, he has to beat yeah. your yours by athletics, yeah, and then spends his yeah, the acrobatics. Yeah. though. but that yeah, would I see be where action. Is. Yeah. So yeah. It, it could be in your advantage. We'll see. You can talk tactics. You can think about it. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, please t tell me how to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, Come on, Gord. I I thought you had it. Like I thought you had it with the invisibility and the familiar, but now you, now they're both gone. Yeah. Yeah. I like invisibility. The deal, though. I can't recast it today. Yeah. My like I would say that like um, they're both like they're both fairly similarly wounded. I think you might be just a little bit more with the crit, but not that much more. Like you yeah. took 36 and you healed a bit. Yeah. Um, I, it's okay. I uh, like the underdog bleeding in a corner kind of feel. It's definitely got very cinematic. I still do have another couple of tricks up my sleeve though. Oh, there yeah. we go. We'll see that next time. There you go. All right, internet. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to hit the like, follow and all that. Uh, tune in tomorrow for our Shadow Run, hosted by none other than our very own Steve. Uh, he's going to be the DM, uh, GM for tomorrow. Uh, and uh, don't forget to tune in next Wednesday 
for the possible conclusion of where this is going to go uh, <laughs> as the dragon looks on. All right. Thanks very much, everybody. And uh, we will see you next week. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll see you in a week. Uh, well, or tomorrow. Tomorrow. All right. Take care. Good night.